somebody pointed this out to me. Um, I believe it was my friend Oscar Willis. Um, the advent or the, the popularity of the slap fighting, I think, has helped BKFC um, as hmm. something where it's like, look at this. Like when BKFC was first coming uh, into the into you know existence and and popularity. Um, and just bare knuckle fights in general were becoming more popular. There was a lot of pushback on like the brutality and the violence, and you see it with the cuts on the faces and things like that. Um, but now that slap fighting's out, it's kind of like, hey, this is a safer alter- or this is a better alternative to even that. So I think they've actually been done a, a great service and a favor by the idea that the slap fighting exists because people can look at this with a, a little bit of new perspective and new vision. And maybe it's not um, maybe it's not lowest common denominator. Maybe there's something uh, a little more to it. So, is there something more to it? What do you think? No, I I firmly disagree with that. Um, <laughs> I don't think Powers Lab has done anything to help BKFC. Sorry, New York, Rick. Yeah, um, BKFC is doing a lot of things right, and that's what's been helping them. They're putting on good cards. They're signing good talent. And anybody that's watched any of their shows, even in those people you don't know, like these are, it's a really entertaining sport. Like, and and <clears throat> me and you were talking about this earlier, and you mentioned that so much of that damage is superficial right so you get the you get a lot of the just bleed guys happy because mm-hmm. you know you got the blood you get a higher percentage of knockouts um but yeah i mean just from what i've seen there's there's also a lot of real um technical skill to be seen there so um, you know no I, I i do not agree with that <laughs> i don't think the advent of power slap is giving bkfc a, a push um yeah no i don't yeah um <laughs> You know, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth because I'm definitely with you that, you know, I'm not, I don't know, maybe it's like the kind of people that we are, the kind of dudes that we are. Maybe it's just like growing up, you know, watching a lot of fights and being in fights and the rest of it that like maybe I have a different outlook than like other people that watch mm-hmm. fights. Um, but I never really thought it was like too like gross or like overly disgusting. Um, right. BKFC as a sport. But... One thing that I did think was really interesting about what he was saying was, like, there are people out there that do find, um, you know, combat um, unappealing. Mm-hmm. And because of Power Slap, because UFC putting all this money and promotion into Power Slap, is, like, is that the target for, like, just think about it. If Power Slap wasn't there, do you think that there would be more people that would be turned off to BKFC? Because here's okay. Because here's the thing. Okay, because here's the thing. Before Power Slap was around, BKFC was around, and now that Power Slap is around, BKFC is doing way better. Are those in any way concurrent? No, it, not in my opinion. No, yeah. no, I don't think one has anything to do with the other. That's just the, that's just the coincidence of the, the timing is all. Yeah. Um And 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 I get that. Like you know, every time I've got you know. A, a new buddy or a girlfriend that watches fights with me in this particularly bloody fight, you know, yeah, there's, it's not for everybody, right? You know, for sure, right? But um, no, I I think the reason why BKFC has been doing better is because they know, they know what it takes right. to to grow the brand, right? You know? Right. And just to be honest, I'm not the dude sitting there being like, I want to see some blood. Like, I really don't care if there's blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like hoping that there's blood but if there is blood it doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't perturb, perturb me at all from it because um you know it's just like that's what happens you get cut and you bleed you know no so and, and there's the there's the just bleed guy yeah, right exactly. and and 
and I'm 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 totally that guy. What, what's <laughs> no, but what's funny about that is you're absolutely right. It has nothing to do with the actual blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really, mo- a lot of times, and I like I like watching highly technical grappling matches. I find just as much entertainment in that as I do when people just stand in the pocket and just right. try to beat the shit out of each other. Um, but there is kind of that whole warrior's mentality where you've got two guys, neither one of them wants to take a step backwards and we're just going to throw until one of us goes down. Yeah. You know, that's what I, that's what I mean when I say just bleed, you know, like yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. that old tough guy, Julian Lane. Yeah. Just let me bang, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm with you under that, um, you know, um, that whole way of thinking when I'm watching a fight, I want to see it get to a point where, Hopefully they throw abandonment to the win at some point and engage, um, you know, because in order to be effective offensively, you have to put yourself in a position to take damage. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And so I want to see, you know, both of them go for broke. It's a little bit selfish because it does create a lot of damage for both of them to happen. But I mean, that's part of the whole magic in it, right? But that's the thing. Like it's it's an entertainment. It's entertainment, right? Yes. So it's yeah. so they, there needs to be parts of that that bring us enjoyment and unfortunately that's one of the things that bring us enjoyment but that's why so many of my f- favorite fighters end up being those guys that force people to fight even right. even like a lot of these tech, real technical point fighters like I like the fighters that can go in the ring against one of those guys and be like we, you, we're gonna fight like yeah. we're gonna be in an actual fight you're gonna right. have to get dirty yeah you know no exactly and so and and yeah and I don't want to turn this into like well, what I get out of fights and all the rest of that, because you can't really quickly when we go down this path. But I think I just want to say that, like, maybe he has a point, <laughs> maybe for for some of those people that, like, you know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, if you have BKFC and people are getting cut and the rest of it, but then Power Slap comes and the UFC puts all this promotion behind it and people are just, you know, Power Slap, they're standing right in front of each other and slapping each other till one of them falls, you're like you're like like what is this you know what i'm saying like this you know what i'm saying so 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 if there was anybody that was going to be critical of it maybe they are like targeting like maybe they are paying more attention to power slap and not so much bkfc i don't know well so i'd give you that but then that doesn't that doesn't lend any credence to his point that it's giving bkfc the push would no. that just be taking viewers away from no i BKFC? agree like, i agree i agree it i mean if anything, it wouldn't be hurting them. But let's be honest. If you found it that unappealing, you wouldn't be watching to begin with. Right. 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 So it is a kind of, you know, uh, cyclical thinking or whatever. But, uh, um, yeah. Um, no <laughs> is the answer. And I think that that's the, the safe way to play it. But uh, thanks, New York Rick, for your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Let's good, go. Good take. Ready? Let's go, knuckle up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Scrapcast. On and on and on and on. Scrapcast, episode 12. We are here. As always, I'm your host, Ace. With me, my co-host, Miss Will. Miss Will, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. <clears throat> it's good to be back. Stoked for the show. Uh, me too. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. A uh, big preview for uh, the one event we're going to be going to. So, without further ado, let's yeah. go. Round one. Yeah, review. Let's get it on. All right. With the overview, um, where do you want to start? How about one? Tons of cards the last two weeks. 
<clears throat> um, you want to start with one, the Fight Night? Yeah, one Fight Night nine. Um, yeah, uh, pretty good card overall, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you got something you want to say? Just super impressed with Jonathan Haggerty. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I you know. got a chance to I see know. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I I had Nongo winning that maybe not easily, but I definitely had him winning that, and then seeing Haggerty step in the cage and being like twice the size of Nongo, you're like, man, how did he make that weight? <laughs> um, but he did. I mean, he put it on him. He put it on him early. And... To be honest, though, you don't have to worry about it because one does that whole weight, you know, uh-huh. weight monitoring <laughs> thing. Yeah. So obviously, it was, you know, on the up and up. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, super impressed. Yeah, did not see it ending like that. Not did not see a first round knockout um, by Haggerty. So props. I mean, it was it was a great fight while it lasted. No, I agree. I agree. I thought the same thing. Um, yeah, and he definitely looked bigger. Than, oh man. I mean, maybe the next weight class even. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, tough, tough for uh, Nongo. Um, what about uh, old Fairtex, huh? About what about your boy? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Say, uh, say Patech. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, say say my patch. Um, yeah, Shit, I guess I should have it up because I can't see that. Um, he got knocked out in the first round by Felipe Lobo. That's right. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> that whole Fairtex camp, um, I got a lot of respect for them. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that either. You know, I really didn't. I, Patch is one of the best in the world. I did not I, I did not see the first round knockout coming. You know? Yeah, no, um, exactly. Um, I watched a uh, documentary about Stamp Fairtex, and uh, basically, like, it gave me a better understanding of the whole fair text thing we talked about it before on here like Please, all the fighters yeah. with their with their last name so you know um not only in thailand you know is muay thai like the national fucking sport but it's like mandatory right so right. everybody once they hit a certain age they have to all the guys they have to go and yeah. fight um you know in thai uh, muay thai fights and um what the whole fair text taking the last name of the or putting the name of the gym as their last name when they fight it's this whole thing of like paying homage because like they go to this camp and they train and like your parents that like you know bring you up and teach you and the rest of that then you want to be able to honor them mm-hmm. and so that's why when they're fighting they use the fair text as their last name because that's where they hone their skills yeah. that's where they came well, uh, from they like they like live there like yeah, they live 100%. together they yeah. sleep in dorms yeah. like yeah it's, yeah it's like it's a real family you cool. know i mean yeah. then that's awesome that, yeah. uh, that is i mean yeah. that's definitely not something you'd ever see in america but no no definitely not um yeah um besides that um we had uh uh Couple good submissions and another knockout. Uh, Ten pow knocking out Zho. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. Um, even the submissions. Um, we're naked choke and a knee bar. What'd you What'd you think about the card? So the AC uh, Fitafeku was really impressed. Um, I, I mean, I kind of thought he was gonna win. I didn't think he'd have such an easy time beating Da Silva, um, but 
you know, I, I like any of those Australian Tongan fighters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I was real impressed with him. So I'm excited to see Fitifeku fight again because <clears throat> he looked really good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, another really good card by one. Um, moving forward, uh, Bellator 294, Kamush versus Bennett. Kamush. Two. Um, what do you think about the card? Uh, you know, <laughs> Karmouche, man. What what else can you say, man? <laughs> she okay. To be fair, though, she was she was losing that fight. You didn't have you weren't scoring that for her. No, 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 no. Um, I thought that Bennett was in control. She had, um, you know, taken her down over and over again. Karmouche was trying to work from her back, but I thought she was just. I didn't think she was getting beat up a lot. Um, in the fight, and I saw her losing rounds. I was like, oh. This, you know, uh, Bennett is going to get this decision. That's what I thought was going to happen. And mm-hmm. then Carmouche is just like, nope, not yet. No. And uh, no. pulled out that uh, really uh, slick arm triangle choke. And um, you could kind of see her working for it, mm-hmm. you know, but then to get it in and to cinch it in. And, you know, even when she won and, um, and they raised her hand, she was still like bleeding all over and stuff. And I was just like, Pretty amazing, pretty amazing for somebody that is that much of a veteran of the sport, um, a pioneer of women's MMA to still be at this high level. And you know what I'm saying? Still being able to pull out the win when you need to. I mean, that speaks a lot. Well, so that was my takeaway from that card because not because Carmouche, such a I mean, she's been around forever. She's fought everybody. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's just one of those like you wonder when it's going to be her time. And um and and yeah yeah you're right i mean bennett was getting the best of her she was taking rounds <clears throat> but carmouche is never out of it um the only time i've ever really seen her beat bad i think was that rousey fight back in the day <clears throat> but um sarah mcmahon got a win too i know i and know and so it was like the night of yeah. the veteran mma women mma fighters and i was just, i was really happy to see both of those girls get wins was, me me too me too um i mean i don't know do you think well, they they fight in different weight divisions, but do you think that um, McMahon could we see a UFC style a UFC? I don't know if they fought before in the UFC, but McMahon versus Cass uh, and You think that that is something that they're going to try to work for? God, that'd be great. It would be. That actually would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to see it. They both won decisions in their last fight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. n- neither of them look really um, dominating, but still. Would be interesting to see how that matched up. You got any favorites on that? Does that happen? Um, I mean, Zingano's always my favorite, yeah. but I, I'd be happy to see either one of them win. Um, you know, Carmouche, Zingano, like man, they've fought everybody. That's I the know. thing, like, and multiple times. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at Sarah McMahon's, and you know, you got Amanda Nunez, Misha Tate, Jessica I, Alexis Ronda Davis, Rousey. like Caitlin Vieira, yeah. Marion Renault, Lena Landsberg, Juliana Pena, like. Everybody. But to be fair, at that time, you did have to fight everybody because yeah. literally there wasn't a lot of females. Remember? Yeah. The UFC was That's like, true. we're not even going to do this. And then they were like, all right, we're going to build the division around Ronda. Ronda. So you had like, That's you true. know, 20, 25 women, 30 women maybe. So, of course, everybody was going to fight everybody. But these two haven't fought before, right? So Zingano and McMahon have not fought. So, yes. <clears throat> Bellator, let's see it. Let's Set see that it. up. Yeah, let's see it. Let's do a... Uh, yeah, know. I'd probably favor Zingano in that. Yeah. 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 
Um, your boy Danny Sabatello. Danny Sabatello, baby. Getting a submission. <laughs> I know. Naked very choke naked, man. Over uh, Marcos Bueno. What do mm-hmm. you think about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, he he shut up and yeah. <clears throat> and he looked he looked good. And yeah, you know, I like Danny Sabatello. I like those. <laughs> yeah, you do. I like those Italian sounding names. I know he's not actually Italian. <laughs> no, he but... is. He's an Italian American or whatever. But um, I'm not. I'm not a fan. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought this was good though. One other fight I wanted to talk about was the Tyrell Fort- Fortune. Uh, the DQ. Yeah, the DQ from punches yeah, to the back of the head. Yeah. Um, Tyrell is this like heavily touted. Uh, collegiate wrestler, mm-hmm. right? Making his oh, yeah. transition over yeah. to MMA. Um, you know, it's funny as I was watching it and I was just thinking like, man, like I, like, I know what you're trying to do, but you got to be more slick than that. You can't mm-hmm. just be, you know what I'm saying? Blatantly punching the dude in the back of the head. You know, that's, that's what I thought. I, I think it's something that better training partners, better training camp. That's, those are the kind of things that that's supposed to prepare you for. True. So that when you're doing your rounds and sparring and you're doing your wrestling and you're doing your MMA training, there's people there to help you be like, you can't do that. That's not, these aren't the type of punches you're trying to land when you're in that position. Because when you come straight from wrestling, it's there. And yes. I know you're not punching in wrestling, but but when you're finally given that free reign, when you go from wrestling to MMA, it just seems like it, exactly what you should be doing, right? Because yeah. now I have you in this position, I can control you, I'm just going to pound on you until you quit. You just can't do that. Exactly. And I think even more so like when you've mastered one certain discipline and then you're trans or a sport and then you're transferring into another discipline or sport, um, you may overlook, you know, like guidelines or certain things that are important, mm-hmm. right? Because you're mm-hmm. trying to translate your skills into this new um, area. And I think that more or less that was the was the thing is that. Um, not that he didn't understand. I think he understood. I think he was just like nervous and he was trying to get the win and he was trying to do everything he could. And he just kept punching the dude in the back of the fucking head. I right. Was like, dude. No, and I know. I know. And <clears throat> he would have won that fight anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like his, whoever his training camp is, whoever his training partners are, it's, it's on them to make sure that he's aware of that and, and, train him on the next step once he's in that position instead of going to the back of the head. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, moving on. Um, we're going to move fast. We got a lot of fights to talk about. UFC fight night. Um, I don't know what fucking number it is at this point. Pavlich versus Blades. Uh, I mean, what what else can you say? This was Pavlich's coming out party is really what this was. Mm-hmm. You know, um, We had talked about it before. Um, I favored Pavlich. I remember where you were at it i i favored blades okay um and i knew that sergey had all the tools to win um i just i thought curtis was going to be a little bit smarter than that in the cage a little bit yeah and 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 he just he just wasn't and he was striking well with sergey he was he was he He was was. um but when you're that caliber of wrestler like he is and he did like one failed takedown attempt but it was after he'd been hurt on the feet and it was from way out and and you can't do that. Yep. And the and the only knock I've got on Curtis Blades is e- even at heavyweight, when everyone can put you out, he just does, he just doesn't seem to be able to handle that power. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and I think that like <clears throat> even like in his uh, prior fights, I thought that he had, um, he was a lot more, 
about trying to find those takedowns and making it mandatory to get those takedowns. I think as he's gone on in his career, I think he really wants to believe in his stand-up. I think he's done a lot of work. I think he wants that to, to translate. Yeah. And I think that he saw this opportunity against someone like Sergey. If he could go out there and knock out Sergey, he could turn this whole thing over on its head. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was watching him, and I was like, I can't believe this dude is still trying to stand with him. And then I was like, oh, he that's what it is. He must have been really working on it to see it. And then fucking Sergey caught him and wobbled him, and then just finished it up. Even though even the last couple of fights I've seen from Curtis Blades, he has his striking has improved leaps and bounds. It's really hard to improve your chin though. Yeah. So you have to be conscientious of that when you're in with somebody like Sergey, being like, yes, this is a guy that can hit you. He's gonna hit you hard. <clears throat> so you have to find a way. Like you know, you're only using your strikes to set up your takedowns instead of hunting for the knockout. And and this is so much more true at heavyweight than any other weight class because right. anybody in there can knock you out. You no, know? true, true. And, yeah, um, none more so than the heavyweights for sure. But, mm-hmm. yes, uh, I totally agree. Um, pop quiz. Would you rather have it Jones versus Miocic or Sergey versus Jones? It's been a lot of talk since he's won this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's academic for me at this point. Like, they're they're both going to be good fights. They both serve a certain purpose. Um, I don't like, and we've talked about this before in other weight classes. I don't like it when divisions are held hostage due to rematches or due to people getting undeserved, or, you know, title shots or rematches. So that's the only thing that um, that's that gets me about. Jones' whole thing at heavyweight, right? Because he's such a presence that they're going to do <clears throat> whatever to cater to him, and I, I'm sure that's good for their numbers. But as far as everybody else that's trying to climb that that mountain and put in the work at heavyweight, like it's it's tough on them, right? You know, so I'm I'm sure Jones is going to get um, Miocic. Um, I'm I'm happy to see either fight, honestly, and I would like it. The rumor is Jones isn't going to stick around after the Miocic fight. Yeah, which, no, exactly. Which, which that's what makes it pointless. That's <laughs> what makes the whole thing pointless to me, because even Miocic is over forty now and doesn't have anything left to prove in the sport, right? Yeah, like, I mean, true. Uh, yeah, I I do agree. But to be honest, it could be worse. He, we could have had him be gone, get the title, and then just relinquish it like that. But that wouldn't have been worse for me because then we'd have. Sergey versus Miocic, or we'd have um, <clears throat> Sergey versus the next man up at. You mean instead of like to tie up the division? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess to me, there's not like an overwhelming like, you know, logjam at the top of the heavyweight division. Um, we could look at the rankings, but uh, I think that um, all things considered, I'd rather see Jones take another fight against somebody that is. Um, more developed and more skills than just gone before I completely am like, okay, you know, yes, he stepped up to heavyweight and did it. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I just want to see more of a challenge. I want to see him, you know, challenge more because we've seen it. We've seen him challenge so much in his last three, four fights in, Mm -hmm. um, at light heavyweight, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so to me, it's like, dude, like, let's see a real challenge. Let's see a real fight, you know, like Mm -hmm. that whole sort of thing. I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I'm really happy that we're going to get to see one more fight. I know like you, that they're going to make it against Miocic. That's the only thing that really makes sense. And I don't think that Jones wants to fight anybody younger. That's why he went up to heavyweight, um, and is kind of, you know, picking the way he's picking with these fights. But, uh, 
I would I, I would like to see Sergey get a chance because that dude's got fucking dynamite in his hands. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, how's his ground game though? Because that's the thing. That's like, true. That's true. Is like, it just another like? Is yeah. it just another Cyril gone? Is he just gonna? No, no, he's got better wrestling than gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but how much? I mean, yeah, I know that's, how much would that translate. That's the question, really. I know, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good fight. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Bruno Silva um, picking up a win over Brad Tavares. <laughs> As we all knew he would. Yes, yeah, uh, KO. <laughs> you know. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, Brad's got power, but the thing is, is fucking Bruno is fucking durable. That dude can fucking take a hit and give a hit. Yeah, yeah, Brad's... <clears throat> and he's not even quite the gatekeeper, unfortunately. He's like he's like that lowest tier gatekeeper kind of thing and i and i i really do like brad first so you? i hate do you because i can't tell no but but when you look at like we we've watched the his entire ufc career i know i know what and you're we've saying. seen him lose to everybody that, that ever moved up yeah. and beat people that were never supposed to be in the ufc yeah. right so he's like that litmus test exactly except once in a while he'll win against somebody that you totally ride him off on and then you're like what the fuck is really going on here and then because he well, he's back a decent to, fighter exactly and then he goes back to you know doing his thing um yeah yeah, because of that, I can't write him off. Like, I wasn't quick to write him off. I did favor Bruno, and it worked out the way that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Um, what do you think about that no contest? Bobby Green versus Jared Gordon. That's such a debacle. That whole thing is such a debacle. Like, you know? Um, is it? Do you really think it is? Yeah, I absolutely Let's think Let's talk it about is. it. Because this is something that's it's, it's actually a lot more common in MMA than you would think. <laughs> but you know what doesn't happen very often? They don't let him knock the dude out after the head clash and then go back and review it and say, oh, it's a no contest. <laughs> it happened even again in the next fight card. There's an accidental clash of headbutts. Like... It happens. People are in there fighting. They're ducking. They're bobbing and weaving. And a lot of times, when you know an orthodox faces a southpaw, it it happens. It's unfortunate. And and I think at the end the result was correct because you shouldn't get a finish. You shouldn't be credited right. with the finish right. from an um, a headbutt clash, right? Yeah, exactly. But and especially okay, I'm with you. Especially, but that one was like Superman headbutt. Yeah, like he literally no, was so, like so that's charging straight in, and you could just see that head be like. Sometimes they like both duck in, or one will duck in, and you'll see it, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that one was like. It was like I I I know he said he was going for the elbow, but it looked like <laughs> no, he was like no. pointing his head right at him and just ran it right in no. like a fucking ram. So that's a whole different part of the conversation. Was was that an intentional? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't because, think so because they're moving fast in time. But it did look like man, that. Man, yeah. And so it's so it's so funny when you go back and review it and you look at it in slow motion. Because slow motion, it's like no, that's definitely purposeful. Like he did that on purpose. That was <laughs> he was leading with the head. You don't do that, especially it's seasoned. Strikers like Bobby Green. However, it, it, you could argue that either way. Yeah. Um, but no, the it's it's up to the ref to 100%. to stop it before before the finish of the fight. Right? Exactly, exactly. As soon as it happens and you see it, you stop it. You don't let any more damage happen. Right. And he literally let him knock him out, and then he was like, you know what? That replay is kind of fucking with me. That's the whole thing because then then you get a chance to assess the fighter. Be like, can you continue? Yeah. Okay, because because then if you can't, then it ends up a no contest anyway, and then we're not you know robbed of the rest of the fight. Whereas if he gets a few minutes to clear his head and he wants to continue, then we get to see the rest of that fight. Exactly, you know and then Bobby feels screwed 
because Bobby's like, dude, I fucking put that dude right, out because right. he did. Right. But then it gets changed into a contest. Mm-hmm. So Bobby gets screwed. Gordon gets screwed because he gets knocked out mm-hmm. after he was already phased. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, yeah, I that do. was on the and, ref. And, and it's not just the clash of heads. How many times have you seen an eye poke lead to yeah. a lead to a finish? And you're like, yeah, and that's and that's that's on the refs. You yeah, know, yeah, hundred percent. And to be completely fair, I mean. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to condemn the ref. I don't remember which even ref it was. Um, I don't think it was intentional. I think everybody makes mistakes. And just right. as, like, Bobby Green probably made a mistake and where his head was placed, man, when he was going for that elbow, I think the ref made a mistake. Maybe he was on the wrong side, and it looked like from the side he was at that maybe he had caught him with the elbow. I don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But definitely when you watch the replay back, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh... Some good other fights on the card. Um, I was surprised that Simmelsberger lost that split decision. Me too. Me too. I, uh, I did. I, I also thought that he had done enough to uh, mm-hmm. win the fight. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't like I didn't think it was necessarily robbery. You, you bringing it up, I in my head, that's how I felt too. But it's one of those ones where it's like, don't leave it to the judges. Right. Well, and 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 it was a close fight. True. And, and I'll never say it's a robbery when a fight's that close yeah. because so much of what those judges are judging is subjective, yeah, right? Exactly. So so yeah, so that one didn't go Semmelsberger's way. But um I you know, personally scored the fight, you know, from my couch for Semmelsberger. <laughs> well I scored it from for Semmelsberger from my couch as well. Um but uh, enough about Semmelsberger. Let's talk about Montel Jackson. Yeah, super impressed with Montel Jackson. Um, I, and I like Ronnie Yaya, yeah, but... Me too. Um, it, that, yeah, I was I so stoked. called it. I was so stoked I fucking that called finish. it. I told you, dude. This no, you're dude right. is fucking... This is a live wire right here. No, okay? you're, you're absolutely right. I, I thought... <clears throat> and Yana was... Yanni was... Yaya. Yeah, Yaya. <laughs> he was. He was doing everything he could to get that fight to the ground. And even had it there briefly... And that was when I was starting to be like, oh, this is when he's going to start doing his thing because he, he's one of those guys that just literally just holds on to you until you either make a mistake or you just give up and he and taps you out. So, yes, mad props to Montel Jackson um, on the hype train now after that. And, yeah, really impressed with that performance. I was so so stoked to see him get a finish after shaking him off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. Um, what do you think about that Rosa Dumont fight? Uh, another really close fight. Yeah, I, I had it for Rosa. Yeah, I mean, an interesting one to score. Yeah. You know, I know um, Norma felt really bummed because I know that she felt she won that fight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I had it scored for Carol Rosa, too. But close. Yeah. I mean, really close. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about uh, Camaro's big brother? What would you make about that with his fight against Tafa? I mean, not as Im- not as impressive, you know. Back in the day, we would call those kind of fights like lay and praise. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, again, Tafa, another Australian guy, another striker, which I really like, would have liked to see him um, get a get a knockout. <clears throat> I'm just not sure how far Muhammad can take his his skills. In the That's true. You know what That's I mean? true. That's true. Yeah. Um, how how did you score that fight? Well, he – I mean, yeah, I, I gave it to Muhammad just because nothing else was going on. Like, Yeah, see, I don't – okay, because here's the thing. Like, I didn't see Mo- – Muhammad, he was controlling him. He mm-hmm. was, you know, with the clinching and the grappling and all that and the takedowns. He was. But I didn't see him trying to finish the fight. Sure. And every yep. time yep. Tafa got a chance, he was trying to finish that fight. Yes. There was one of those rounds. I don't remember exactly which one. Maybe it was the second round. I where him... he was like, where he was almost that close to knocking him out. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so in those type of fights, when one fighter is, you know, I mean, it makes it really hard. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. Because to me, you're right. if I'm watching, I'm like, dude, Toffa won the fight. Yeah. Because Usman didn't want to fight him anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, based on the judging scoring criteria or whatever, you're like, I guess he won more rounds. Like, you know, I don't, I don't no, know. No, you're right. I mean, damage versus control is always going to be one of those one of those arguments. And and damage over control always, right? Right. Um. But sometimes I do feel like you can rack up so much control that it kind of negates any of the damage that you took. Um, so like I said, I wasn't I wasn't happy right. that the fight went down the no. way it did. No, but I I do think the right man got his hand raised. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. But he didn't look good doing it. No, is, is my no point. no 100 like, percent because even afterwards, you know, when he won and they were talking to him, you could tell that he was still a little like. N- didn't have his wits about him from right. getting you know knocked around and stuff right. and then afterward just the way he was talking and what he had to say and i and i thought it also you know spoke to like you said like yeah he was able to get the w there but like how long can he how far on these skills can he really go i don't think he can go very far and and i still you know junior taffa um he's got a relative i cannot remember the name of who's also in the ufc at heavyweight uh, Justin Taffa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't even fucking realize right, that. You're right. right. I thought that... Fuck, dude. <clears throat> okay. You're right. Yeah. And so they're both Mark Hunt disciples. Yeah. And they both look similar. And they both look very similar. God damn. That's fucking crazy. I thought yeah. it was the same fucking fighter. <laughs> no, I just realized no, that. You're right. Not. It is two different no, fighters. No, it's not. And, that was, and so that damn. was Junior's UFC debut. So he's he's got time. He's yeah. in a great camp. Mark yeah. Hunt's one of the best heavyweights yeah. that's ever fought. And that dude fought for years. And so I do think Top is going to take a lot away from this. He's going to work on his take down defense. I see him coming back and knocking, knocking fools out. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, moving on. Uh, Bellator two ninety five, probably the better of the Bellator cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking patchy mix. Man. Told you. Fucking god damn. Uh, I told you. Stotts is a fucking. He's a gamer. He's a real gamer. And fucking patchy came out there. Flying knee knockout, fucking. Yeah, I, I mean, just decimated him. Yep. You know, um, yeah, great fight. Uh, Lee Malay McFarland, you know, getting the win. Um, uh, you know, I was happy to see Yancy Medeiros. Yep. looking like yep. the former Yancy yep. Medeiros. I you know, know like know. he jumped in the time machine and <clears throat> shit. And it looked like, really good. I'd like to find out why that ended up being a catch weight. Which one of those guys missed weight? Do you recall? Is that was it a planned catch weight? Because nah. Yancey, I think he fought at both 155 and 170 in the UFC. Yeah, well, yeah, he used to fight at heavyweight okay. in the early oh, part wow. of his career. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then he lost a bunch of okay. and went down, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even put that together. Um, it, it was a catchweight, but I didn't even think about who failed weight. I mean... Or, or it could have just been planned. It could have been. It could have been for a catch weight. Maybe but. it was like last minute that they <laughs> yeah, put it on, and yeah. so it was just catch weight. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Aaron Pico getting a win. Um, you know, uh, Aaron Pico looking more like a veteran these days. Um, when I seen him out there, I was like, "Is that fucking Aaron Pico?" Well, and that could be good for him, you know, because he was super hyped. They wanted him to be the next big thing. They rushed him really quick. <clears throat> and as one of those young fighters, if you can, if you can get past like. Let's say you get that big push and you're thrown in the deep end and you're fighting guys before you should be fighting them. Right. And that can really ruin your career, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got a long list where it's Absolutely. like if you're not ready for that and you get there to that point, it could start out it, your fire, it, it you know? It could. It could. So hopefully that's not 
hopefully Aaron Pico's gotten through that. He's gotten over the bump and um, he's working on the right things. And I agree. Like he's fighting a lot smarter. Um, he's being really defensive. He's, he's going with what he knows and um, yeah, I mean, it's getting him wins. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anything else about the card you want to talk about? Um, I mean, a lot of decisions on this card. There was. Um, they were they were good fights, but not a lot of you know a lot of those real eye popping um, submissions or knockouts or anything. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, okay, moving on. Bella, uh, Bellator UFC fight night. Song versus Simon. What'd Simon you? Simone. I noticed they were calling him Simone on the broadcast, and I never knew that. I never knew his last name was pronounced Simone. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was Ricky Simon. Yeah. 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 No, I I do know. Like, like if I say his full name, Ricky Simone, like that's what sounds right to me. But at the same time, every time I look at it, I'm like, it's fucking Simon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, fucking song. Um, just looks like he's a fucking future challenger is what I think. I, out I of agree. It. And and I felt like he's looked that way for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. who was the last guy that he fought that kind of took him down a peg? Was that Sandhagen? Um, I think so. Got the, got the doctor stoppage, but I mean, but he was really beating him. He was really beating him bad. Um, so it's good to see Song Yudong rebound. Good to see him get the finish. Um, I think a lot of it was because Simone was was fighting scared. You know, I think he lost a little bit of confidence in some of those first uh, striking engagements. I feel like he really felt the power. Um, Song Yudong's takedown defense really held up, and that just allowed him to dictate it until until Ricky just couldn't take it anymore. Right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, and then uh, what do you think about the co-main event? I I was I was wrong about that. I thought um, Alexa Chuck was going to take that. Me too. Um, but um, Kyo, however mm-hmm. you pronounce his yep. name, I think he's still undefeated. Morello. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, look look out for him as one of those next contenders because he should get a highly ranked opponent next, and I'm excited to see how he does as he moves up. Yeah, I was surprised too, and uh, hats off to him. Um, you know, with both of those guys. I mean, the next time they fight, it, you know, like, it's hard to tell. It's like it's like a lot of fighters, you know. Depends on who has their on night, you know. And to me, it looked That's like, uh, yeah. you know, Barilla was on his on night and, um, uh, you know, maybe Mikel wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Um, Mikel didn't look too uh, impressive, I'll be honest with you, in his first fight. I don't remember who he fought, but um, whoever it was, he was just – he kicked the shit out of his legs and then the guy couldn't really do much. So then it was just him picking him off. So he right. looked really dominating, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would look, but to me, what I was seeing more was that the, um, his opponent wasn't, um, well-prepared or, uh, had taken too much damage. Um, uh, Oh, it, it was Barillo. It was Brill. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. And then, uh, we had the Vieira Brundage fight. Um, you know, hats off to v- Vieira. I mean, seriously, perform- performance of the night, um, getting a uh, second round submission. I don't know. What more can you say? Yeah, both of those guys were kind of up and comers at that weight class. Um, so it was kind of really going to see who's going to get the next big push. And it looks like it'll be Vieira. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, 
the other surprise for me was um, Julian Arosa. Dude, Fernando Getting TKO'd so early. Because he's a good fighter, man. Yeah, Um, 100%. I'm a big fan of of Julian Arosa. And I was really interested to see this fight. But uh, Padilla just was able to fucking catch him and just didn't let up and just put it on him and got him out of there quick. It just looked like he was just on target, precise, with everything he was throwing, just over and over and over. And Julian was trying to back up and get out of the way, and then, boom, he got fucking knocked out. And that, and that was his UFC debut. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if that ended up being a last-minute replacement for somebody um, you know or what? a short-notice replacement. Been, I, do, yeah. I do, too. But what a what a way to arrive on the scene, yep, man. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. That's somebody definitely I'm going to be looking forward yep. to in their, in their next fight. Yeah, can't wait to see him fight again. Yeah. Um, Lima Acosta, we talked about it, uh, you know, on the preview. Kind of a lackluster fight. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. Uh, but Lima did uh, do enough to get the decision. Uh, I mean, the leg kicks, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the story of the whole fight, yeah. really. Yeah, it was. Um, not, uh, not that they weren't, you know, throwing, but just the, the only real notable strike that was landing consistently was um lima's leg kick i mean it was it was bad yeah um what about the martin bidet jake collar fight what do you think about that you know collier is one of those guys that's been around for a minute um kind of feel like he's hit his ceiling so i was excited to see what i was going to see from martin bidet uh but but even then i'm not sure i saw a whole lot that makes me think he can make waves you know what i'm saying that was another kind of one of those heavyweight fights where you're just like yeah i mean you guys are you guys are going at it you guys are big dudes you're going at it but yeah um yeah i was i don't know maybe i i got something more out of it i thought that jake looked really good in the beginning of the fight i thought that the first round i thought he looked really well um but um martin was able to keep his composure um try to stay on the outside of collier's punches and then you know, uh, counter when he needed to. And I was really impressed with that, with his, just his, you know, overall sense of calmness, being able to be in that firefight with a big guy like Jay Carter, who was putting it on him in the first round and was looking to, you know, headshot him. And he was able right. to just keep that composure and, and score and then win the decision. I was like, man, um, yeah, I don't know what the future is going to be, but, uh, was impressed, um, with the fight. Right. Uh, and then, Matt Brown's little brother, Cody Durden, fucking, is he not? But it looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Like, uh, this is news to me. <laughs> no. no, no. Uh, but he got a decision over Charles Johnson. Um, what about the Russian Ronda? What do you think about? Is she the Russian Ronda? Is that yeah. what we're calling her now? Yeah, that's 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 her nickname. Okay. So I mean, so okay so real quick the reason why they call her the Russian Ronda is because when she had a different haircut and it was blonde. Supposedly, she looked gotcha. like the Russian Ronda. Gotcha. Then she got her haircut, and I was listening to the commentators, and they were saying that she was like, she was like, yeah, now I got the Henry Zahudo haircut, <laughs> and she did, you know. But I was like, man, like a, a Russian chick to have like that kind of like <clears throat> you know comedic presence. I was like, I'm interested. And then the way that she, I know she missed weight, but then to get out there and uh, win by submission like that, um, yeah, it's a nasty knee bar. It was, it was nasty, yeah. you know. And and you could tell like she had it in there like fully, and yeah, um, 
Edgar had to tap. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So that she could fight in less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you just tear your knee ligaments, you're out for, you're out for, for a, a minute. Wh- yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed. Um, Edgar's not a pushover by no. any stretch of the imagination. Nope. And, and you know, I like seeing those um, those submission specialists when they when they've really got something and that that seems to be her move that that knee bar yeah yeah no uh really good um not the most stacked ufc card but still pretty good true moving on rising landmark um okay but you don't have 280 you don't have um did we miss a ufc no, because next one's Sterling versus Hedo. Okay, cool. No, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Rising Landmark, um, not a bad show. Um, pretty good overall. Not a really lot that was, um, you know, that stuck out. I thought it was just a good show overall. The fight I really wanted to see, um, Johnny uh, Case got pulled from the fight card. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be... Uh, uh, Johnny Case versus Ali. Something like that. Yeah, uh, the Russian <laughs> dude. Um, but yeah, uh, really wanted to see that fight, and it ended up getting pulled. Or Johnny Case, rather, got pulled, and then Ali ended up fighting um, Tatsuya and got a KO uh, first fight of the night. But but overall, um, pretty good card. Um, I did not get a chance to see Rising Landmark 5, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not bad card at all. Um, but don't worry because Ryzen is going to have another card either this weekend or next weekend. So there nice, you go. Nice. Um, all right, let's get to the BKFC portion of the previews. Um, BKFC 38, pretty good card. I got to be honest. Uh, my, probably my favorite fucking BKFC fighter. I don't know why. I don't know why. But when? Dude, fucking dat be dat win, okay? That's what I'm saying. That That's his fucking nickname. The dude is a fucking character. He's a fucking dog. Scrappy. Um, <laughs> he, go- look, he looked good against Strauss. He did. Um, and, and Strauss is a former Bellator champ. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and when he, he, he deserved, he belongs in, in BKFC. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, just his personality. Yeah. I can't imagine them taking somebody like that and trying to put him through the cookie cutter of like the ufc you know what i'm saying right like right. no real promotion no real like sense of showmanship you know um but nah um the thing about that win too is like he looks like he you know he's a small kind of skinny you know guy doesn't look like he should have much but he fucking hits and <laughs> yeah, uh and the only person he's, he's lost to was palomino and it was by decision yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um yeah fucking fucking great yeah um, no, i was impressed with that yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the Doolittle fight? We talked about that. Bostwick and Doolittle. What'd you think about that fight? I, I mean, uh, so I was watching something else when I was going. On. I think I was watching S- Song Yudong and Ricky Simon. Well, goddamn, when it. they were fighting. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, I it was one of those. It was a tough, tough choice to make, um, but I did. Yeah. And so I, I did not get to see the the draw, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was it a draw? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, pretty. Yeah, I mean, pretty good fight. Um, I think that Boswick looked good in the beginning, um, and he couldn't get Doolittle out of there. And then Doolittle was able to come back. And by the end of the fight, I had it a draw. Mm-hmm. The judges scored it a draw. You know what's funny is like I know it's bare knuckle boxing, 
But um, there doesn't seem to be half as much controversy in BKFC as there is in a lot of these other promotions. Interesting, shit, right? You know, I don't know what the deal is with that, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, the judges seem to get it right. Well, I mean, and and maybe it's because they have less to judge, and so they can pay attention to the important things more. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, your boy, my boy. I yeah. know. I knew you guys. Uh, Richie um, <laughs> yeah. lost, got knocked out yes, by uh, Lozano. Lozano. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lozano looked good. Um, yeah, I guess it's back to the boot for Richie. Yeah, I mean, props to him. Good, good for him. Um, I, I really thought Richie was going to take that. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Uh, pretty good card, all all things considered. Any other fights stick out to you? No. Yep. Uh, then BKFC. So this card was BKFC 38. For those that don't know, BKFC had some sort of issue where we've already seen the 39 card. That mm-hmm. was before, yep. right? A couple weeks back. And then we had 38, and then we had 40, which was their UK card. Did you get a chance to watch that? Just some of the highlights, but again, I didn't, I didn't really know any of them, yeah. so it was hard for me to keep track of... Who's um, who? who got the wins? But there were some good fights on that card. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I didn't watch it. Um, BKFC 41. Um, I mean, in all honesty, this was the fucking best event of the last two weeks. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. So much to fucking talk about with this card, with the promotion, with with everything. Let's just let's just start with the fucking main event. Um, Fucking Mike Perry, <laughs> right? Platinum Perry getting the fucking stoppage of Luke Rockhold busting his fucking teeth out of his mouth. What'd you think? So I'm going to give <clears throat> Rockhold a little bit of props because um, he did land his left a couple of times. He did. He he did. He did. Hurt Perry yeah. a couple of times. Like yeah. he wasn't like, and, and it, it played out a lot like I thought it would because Rockhold is just, has, has not ever been that good with his hands. He's not a boxer. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have power exactly. when he does land. And exactly. he was able to land a couple of, like, like two, I think I yeah. counted. No, exactly. Two straight lefts. No, and, and you could tell it hurt Perry. No, it did. And one of them, Perry was walking into it. Yeah. So he took, like, yeah. his full body weight of it. And yeah. he just, he stood there for a second, like, what the fuck was that? And then yeah. he just reassessed and just. <laughs> <laughs> but but Platinum is another one of those guys that belongs in BKFC. Yes. And, and and he showed it. He, yeah. sh- he showed it. You know. Yeah. That's what he's. That's all he's ever wanted to do, and he gets to do it. BKFC. And yeah, he, yeah, he 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 fucked Rockhold up. Yeah. No, I mean, yes. Uh, you know, the smaller guy um, being able to stop the bigger guy. I love all that shit. But even more so, I think with what you're saying, it's like his personality. Not only does it um, help him in BKFC. But a big part of that is, I think, why he gets the matchups that he gets, and mm-hmm. then he's able to deliver on yeah. those. Yeah. You know, um, you know, coming in, never having a BKFC fight, fighting um, uh, Julian. Let let me bang, bro. Yep. And <laughs> yep. you know, and Julian and Julian had like six BKFC fights at mm-hmm. that time, and he beat him, beat MVP. Now beat no, Luke I used like three and zero in BKFC. No, exactly, right now. Yeah. and against like you know the highest profile yeah. fights that he could get, you know, yeah. in BKFC. Um, so that's the thing, though, is like again, Rockhold, same type of fighter as MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
these are guys that are really good at kicking, really right. good at distance management, really good at all the other things that belong in the MMA. But when it's just bare knuckle boxing, you, all you have is your two hands and you know your opponent's two hands. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but MVP was able to stick it out, you know, throughout the whole fight. True. The decision. True. Um, what do you think? What do you make of the whole McGregor thing? All of that? I don't know what to make of that. Um, I'll bet it pissed Dana White off. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but but yeah, but you just told me he's doing tough against um, Chandler. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he's going to be going to BKFC anytime soon. Because right. he still has to film that whole thing. Right. Then there's going to be a three-month camp before they fight. And then... Is there? You don't think so? Well, I'm just saying, it's Conor McGregor, so he could do whatever the fuck he wants to do, right? Like, they could do this tough season, and they could show it, and then he could be like, fuck that, I'm not doing it. Good point. And then Good just point. leave. I mean, I guess it depends on how many fights he has left on his contract. Yeah, and and even if he was to burn a bridge, it's not like they wouldn't let Conor McGregor come back, because that's no, a fucking payday right. anytime he wants to fight. No, you're, you're absolutely um, right. I, my biggest question with that whole Chandler thing was that's that fight was going to be at 170, right? Uh, I believe it is at 170. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Connor's making 155 anytime soon. No, um, I don't believe so either. But at the same time, I mean, this last fight was against Rockhold was 185. Right. You know. No, for sure, and and that would be a good place for him in BKFC if if yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if he goes <laughs> if he goes to BKFC. Um, it, yeah. Do you think he's gonna go to BKFC? Uh, let's we can we can say that when we talk about BKFC's future because I think that has a big part of it. Okay, okay, um, fair enough. Um, fucking Mendez versus Alvarez, yeah, co-main awesome event. Fight. I mean, just delivered all awesome the way fight. around. It it reminded me of how much I love watching Eddie Alvarez fight. Right. Like, just straight up, the underground king. Yep. I liked watching him fight before he came to UFC. I loved watching him fight in the UFC. Yep. I I did kind of lose track of him after his t- UFC tenure was over. But, but I, know he's, I know he was fighting him one. Um, and I think he was on one of those rising cards, too, wasn't he? No. Uh, he fought in rising. No, did he fight? No, he fought in dream. Dream. Before. Dream. Yeah. That was before all that. That was in the early days. That's when he was fighting, like, Joaquin yeah. Hansen and yep, fucking... Yep. All those guys knocking <clears throat> but, out. Um, what's his face? Yeah. But watching him, yeah, watching him fighting BKFC just reminded me of how much I enjoy watching Eddie fight. Yeah. No, I I agree. I was, man, what a fucking fight that was. Yep. It was just, it was, yep. it was like theater. Like literally, like one dude drops one of them, then the other dude <laughs> yeah. drops the other yeah. one, and you get to the end of the round, and yeah. you're like, fuck, how you score that? You know what I'm saying? Fucking 9-9. Nine, nine, like, I think the first round I had it like 9-9. Nine, nine, you know what I'm saying? I think saying? I scored it, it, was, I I scored it 45-45. Dude, it was, no, it was so kidding. all over the place that when we got to the end, I was literally like, I could see it as a draw. What To me, what it came down to, it came down to the last round, but it came down to who had the more, like, who had the more impactful knockout. Like right, who's right. who's knocked down in the last round? Did you think um, uh, looked like it had you know more oomph on it or it did more damage? And that was why I ended up leaning towards Alvarez, and then the judges ended up going that same way. So maybe that's what they saw too. But it was so fucking close. And yep. if it would have went to draw, I would have been fine with that too. Um, yeah, hats off to both those dudes. And um, you know, Mendez retiring um, after the fight. 
Um, you know, he doesn't. There's nothing left for him to prove. But at the same time, he already retired once, so uh, you never say never. True, true. And I mean, it's one of those you almost want a draw just so they run it back, right? And you can see it again, right? Because yeah, what a that was such a fucking awesome fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what about uh the ladies? Uh, yeah, Beck Rawlings, Doctor Stoppage, right? Uh, no, Beck Rawlings. Yeah, Beck Rawlings got stopped by uh uh Farah. Farah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know Rawlings was doing okay over there in BKFC, but I just feel like she came up on um a harder hitting girl. Yeah, I think she looked really good um in the first part of the fight. Well, so so here's another one of those things that I think BKFC is doing right that that helps their their product, right? I mean, these are, what, two-minute rounds? They are, uh, yeah, they are two-minute round, three two-minute rounds. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So any other combat sport, that's one round. Right. But in BKC, they're like, no, just go out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to worry about your cardio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or just go out there and wing it for two minutes. That's, you know, it's, it's so much, it, it benefits their 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 product what they're trying to get out to you right? oh 100 percent, yeah because you can because you're not worried about it you still get your minute in between rounds but you yeah. only have to go out there and throw for two minutes yeah and in a three-round fight that's six minutes in a five round it's ten yeah. but that's only two normal mma rounds yeah so no that's a good point um i seen a interview that uh eddie did after the fight and he was talking about how much he enjoys bkfc not just that <laughs> not just that the training versus training for an MMA fight is way more enjoyable yeah. because you're only worrying about the boxing um, aspect. And it's almost fun because a lot of it, like he was saying, all of his bag work, mitt work, all that stuff he did would just wrap in his hands. Yeah. Cause you had to get your timing without the gloves on there, yeah. you know? Um, but he was saying that what he really likes about it is that it's two minutes of action and then one minute of rest. Yeah. So every time you go out there, you're, you're a sprinting. fresh fighter. Yeah. 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 So you've got your, you know, your, and that's why we end up getting, you know, probably why we end up getting the more crazy endings and all the rest of that. I completely agree. Is because literally, agree. like, yeah, the fighters are not there fighting for five minutes and then have one minute to try to regain stamina so that by the time we get to the right. third round or the fifth round, right. you know, if they haven't been slowing the pace by that time, but, you know, we get there, they're going to end up being gassed out. When BKFC, if you go full blow for two minutes, you get a minute to break. And yeah. then you can go full blow again yeah, for two it, more minutes. Exactly. So it, so it ends up being one of these things where, like in UFC and a lot of these other MMA promotions, cardio is a weapon. Exactly. Cardio is something you get to use your advantage. Not such a denominator in BKFC. It's, it's like, it's I'm not. pretty sure he can go for two minutes, it's too. Like, that, no, exactly. That plus the fact that that ring is almost getting smaller and smaller, yeah. like the area yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, you can't run around it. Like, I mean, Eddie did his best job that I thought he could, <clears throat> keeping space from uh-huh. Chad, because Chad was trying to close that distance and land those power punches, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, you force him into a uh, phone booth and then give him two minutes to just go crazy, and then we're like, these fucking fights are amazing. You know? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. They, they were so smart in so many of these things because yeah. they knew – they knew what what the product was. They weren't trying yeah. to dilute it or do any of these things. It's just like, no, you're really just here to bare knuckle box. Yeah, you get two minutes and then <laughs> and you get ten feet. Yeah. That's all you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so knuckle up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's get to the heavyweights. Ben Rothwell uh, stopping Josh Copeland. What'd you think about that? Well, those are the that was at the very end of the fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the very end of the fight. That's yeah. why I was like, okay, 
So, um, I mean, Saved by the Bell, or do you think um, like do you think that should have gone to decision, or are you happy with the TKO? No, no I, I was happy. I was happy okay. with it. I thought that um, Josh looked really good. I thought, especially yeah. the first round. I mean, he came out there. I think at the very beginning of the fight and like put it on Ben Rothwell just right at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, had his eyes starting to swell up and leak just in the beginning. Um, and I had seen an interview that Ben had done after the fight and he was talking about how, um, you know, he can't fight like that in BKFC. He's, he's always been one of those fighters that takes it slow to get going. Right. And then once he gets going, then it's hard to like stop that, you know, mm -hmm. engine from going. I mean, just think about when he lost to Arlovsky. I mean, he was slow, but then Arlovsky ended up having to like pour on. You remember that? In the yeah. Friction? Oh, yeah. Had oh, to yeah. pour on so much offense just for the ref to stop it. Yeah. And even then, Rothwell didn't go out. Um, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, he was saying that in, in this, in BKFC, because of what we had talked about with those two minute rounds that he really, he, he can't, he's got to figure out a way to, uh, get more into it you know and it's funny when i heard him talk about that i was like why don't you just like have somebody slap you around in the back <laughs> no, straight <laughs> like, up man like yeah. you got to figure something out because you got to be ready to go man yeah 100 percent. Yeah. yeah exactly because yeah i mean especially at heavyweight i mean all it takes is one you know yeah um but yeah uh great great fight um and then what about the call out afterwards with uh alan belcher what do you think about that he called out alan belcher yeah, i yeah. mean yeah i mean stoked to see it but yeah, unless he finds a way to turn it on in the first round, I see Alan Belcher taking that all day. Do you? Oh yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a good fight for Alan. And I'm a big fan. I wanted him to win the <laughs> fucking I? championship. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Alan is a small heavyweight, right? He is. And in BKFC, their weight maximum for heavyweight is 280. Okay. Uh, and uh, Ben Rothwell came in at 280. Um, or 285. I think it's 285, and he came in at 285. Um, but when in when Belcher fought for the title, remember he fought. Remember who it was? I don't remember the name. Yeah, but I don't remember I, the but, name. Um, but you remember the fight? Yeah. He got knocked down twice. Remember, and then he was able to knock out the other dude. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that against somebody like Ben Rothwell, who is super fucking durable. And, you know, packs as heavy of a punch, if not more so. Um, I really don't think it's good for him. I really don't. I, I'm a big, big Belcher fan. I don't want it to come across any kind of way. It's not like I don't believe in the dude. It's just like watching that last fight and seeing what um, the other guy was able to do. Um, the former champion was able to do against Belcher and almost get him out of there. I, I, don't, I don't think it'd be a good idea to face okay, Rothwell. But, but Rothwell's not going to be putting that kind of... Rothwell's not going to be the hammer that first that first round. Belcher is going to get to be the hammer in that first round. Probably, yeah. And yeah, I, I definitely see Belcher being able to put enough on Rothwell to stop him. To stop him? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even if, even if he doesn't stop him, I don't see Rothwell being able to mount enough offense after that to to turn it around. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Rothwell is just too durable, man. I really, what I would like to see is I'd like to see. Um, Belcher give up the title in heavyweight because he's a small dude and I'd like to see him go down and face or maybe not give up the title yet but maybe take the title as the heavyweight champion and go face uh, Lorenzo Hunt okay I mean yeah Do you know that, what I'm saying? I think that's a great fight too um, but one of the things I've, I've noticed about BKFC is that like nobody seems to really be cutting weight 
I mean, you look at um, Mendez and Alvarez. They right. fought at 170. Right. Alvarez is a career 155-pounder. Right. Mendez is a career 145-pounder. Right. Like, so when you come into BKFC, you're not worried about cutting weight, which right. is probably another reason why they really like to fight there. Exactly. Because they don't have to. But um, that just doesn't seem to be what people do. So I don't see Alan Belcher doing that. I don't see him making that extra effort to cut that weight and move down the weight class. See, yeah, because the thing is, like, he he came in when he fought his heavyweight fight for the title. He weighed, like, 220. Right. So to cut down to 205, he is going to cut down some weight. But the guy fought his career at 185. So he's not – I'm not asking him to go down to that, right? Um I mean, it's up to him. It's however he wants to do it. That's what I would like to see. I'd like to see him face somebody who's a little smaller and somebody like Lorenzo Hunt. That would be what I'd like to see. If if he ends up fighting Rothwell, that'd be cool too. I I would see it. I wouldn't. It's not like I'm gonna boycott it or something like that. It's just that I don't know. I'm a big Belcher fan. You're and just I'm, not gonna pick him. No. Well, no. And I I'm a big Belcher fan, and I just I want to see him like I want to see him do good. I really want to see him do good, and I really don't think the Rothwell fight's a good fight. <laughs> Um, what about Kamozi versus... How about Kamozi, huh? How about this dude? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, <laughs> like... I mean, he got the, he got the knockout, but that spoon dude, that dude wasn't coming out there to fucking fuck around. Like, he was fucking yeah. hurting yeah. Kamozi in the beginning, um, and looked like he had got off, I was surprised, I was like, fuck, is he gonna take out Kamozi? And then Kamozi fucking took him out, you know? Kamozi's looked great in yeah. BKFC. Yeah. Since yeah. his, since his time there, and I... Love seeing that resurgence from a guy that never did anything in UFC MMA. Right. You know? I mean, he had some knockouts, but yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm a Kamozi fan. See him come out there with Colorado gear on and, you know, fighting in Colorado and all the rest of that was great. Getting the win, getting the knockout. That was great. Um, really enjoyed it. And even, you know, got to. Uh, give some of the rub to the spoon dude because i i seriously thought i was like as as friendly as spoon was being like at the weigh-ins and everything uh, you know coming in i was like this dude's just taking a paycheck to like get beat up by Kamozi. that's what i was thinking right and then they started fighting and i was like fuck no he's not easier to fucking win so uh <laughs> yeah so um yeah i thought both of those guys looked good in that fight um what'd you think about the torres uh gertz fight uh, i mean Good for good for Brandon Gertz. Um, I only got to see the highlights of that one. Um, yeah, I wasn't one of those that I was really looking forward to or having any feelings about. Um, but I mean, it looks good on the highlight reel, right? Um, yeah, uh, Brandon just looked really good. I thought um, Torres. He's had some fights. He headlined one of the BKFC's smaller cards. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I was interested to see how that matched up, too. But, uh, yeah, um, Gertz just looked really – he just looked like he was on another level is really compared to Torres. Um, and then uh, Mike Alvarado uh, making his BKFC debut, former uh, boxing yeah. star. What would you think about Did you see that fight? No. Against uh, Brown. Um, to me, what it looked like was um, – he kept his hands continuously would keep his hands Alvarado kept his hands up by his chin the entire time and didn't really get off any punches mm. so all he was doing was he was putting his hands up by his chin and then like ducking in and trying to like he was setting up what looked like in boxing to do counter fighting right mm. keep your gloves right. up here so you're protecting your chin and then when they start to exchange you look for the counter 
But the thing is, is that like, it's it's bare knuckle, so you don't have gloves. So even when he was doing this, he was still getting lit up and he yeah. was getting torn up over and over again. And um, that was le- legitimate. That was realistically the only thing he did during the whole fight was he just continued to be the nail and just like the f- nail with force and just like force himself like ducking down and taking these punches over and over again. I don't know if there was like, if that was like, is if it was a bad faulty game plan i don't know if like he got like nervous or something because the dude fought in boxing so he's been he's fought around yeah you know yeah um i don't know i i, I don't know what exactly happened but it just looked like he was just like on autopilot and just there to just get beat up like realistically there was only one point in the fight where he got um brown up against the ropes and then when he did he was just kind of like standing there like ducked down and then he like threw like two really slow body punches and the ref like stopped it and like, you know, s- split him up or whatever. Cause it looked like he was like trying to like, I don't know, like hug him, like while he was punching him. I don't know. It looked really weird. I didn't know what was happening. Really was looking forward to seeing uh, his BKFC debut, but uh, just completely fell flat. Like well, we've talked about this before. Um, the boxing to bare knuckle boxing isn't a straight transition. Right. And, and it's probably what he took it as. Right. Was that you know it's boxing? I know it's bare knuckle boxing, but it's boxing. I'm right. a boxer. I can make this no exactly. transition, but it, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, but okay, okay, you're right, and that's what I thought too. But after the first round, where all you're doing is getting hit over and over again, and you're cut up and you're bloody all over yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, you had two more rounds. Are we gonna change up the game plan? He can do it. His corner was pleading with him. He's like, "You gotta let your fucking hands go. You gotta let your fucking hands go." You know, over and over, you're gonna lose this fight. You gotta let your hands go, and he just. Wouldn't. I don't yeah. know. It was weird, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but still, uh, really, really great card. Uh, Dylan Weinmiller. Dylan Weinmiller, yeah. Matt missed his eye seven-second KO. That deserves a mention <laughs> no matter what sport you're in, man. That's... Yeah, that's true. Knock yeah. that dude the fuck out. Yeah, I think it was and like... he was out. No, he was. He was out. I think it t- tied for the fastest knockout in BKFC. Um... You know, even the female fight that started off the card, um, uh, Cameron versus Roman. Um, mm-hmm. Roman was really small uh, compared to Cameron. It looked like totally different weight divisions um, and fucking was kind of getting uh, a little bit bullied in the first round. And Roman was just able to like fucking stick and move a little bit in the second round and was able to hit uh, Cameron and fucking messed her face up and the rest of it and i was i was really impressed by roman even though she really didn't do a a whole hell of a lot um to like try to win the fight i think that she fought you know um really uh i don't know you want to say like bravely and like was was able to really go out there and you know showcase like you know how much of a real fighter she was and even even afterwards she was like totally like thankful to um her opponent and being like you know she didn't think that she had won and then when it was a draw she was kind of surprised but it was just like man to be this little uh small you know woman and be in there and just be like scrappy as all hell and you know trying to fight she threw a couple of spinning back fists and the ref was like yo you can't be throwing spinning back fists because that's not what they do in bkfc right right. but um but no um you know totally game I'll be really interested to see where she ends up going next. Well, so my questions regarding that fight were, one, why was it five rounds? And two, why do you feel like that ended in a draw? 
Um, I don't know. The only thing I can think with the five rounds is that's what they agree to. It must be like that, uh, you know, Roman is like what I thought, especially from those spinning back fists, is like she does kickboxing okay. or like okay. something, you know, else yeah. like that and um, was transitioning over. And so I, I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure why that was because you're right, that was. But, um, man, um, it was still entertaining the whole time. Um, and, you know, I had it a draw, but I mean, when you have it a draw like that and one opponent is so clearly smaller than the other one, I mean, you got you to gotta give it no, up. That's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. Um, all right. And then speaking of boxing, we had the Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia boxing match. <laughs> um, you know, I was really sold on Garcia's belief in himself, and I really think that that belief in himself is what ended up getting him caught in the second round and uh dropped him and ended up having him lose the fight i think the dude was maybe i want to say delusional but too much feeling himself mm-hmm. i think he believed in himself too much and didn't take uh Gervonta as serious as he needed to and um you know it's it's davis's time it really is like i think garcia maybe in the future in the next couple of years you know could maybe be a real threat but like um yeah tank is just like the dude at the top right now Gervonta Davis is a generational talent um not to take anything away from Garcia because Garcia is a phenomenal boxer um but Davis continues to show why you know and even against a game opponent like Garcia yeah he he showed that there's there's levels to this and if not in technique certainly in power right and um my my favorite stoppage is always body shot TKOs. Right. Um, I, I just think it's such a difficult and rare occurrence that I'm always super impressed whenever I see that. And he did drop him in the second round. That was a great shot that he dropped him with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Garcia was fighting back. Garcia knew he knew how to box Davis. He was doing well. He was landing good shots. But that liver shot to the body that literally shut him down. No, it did. It yeah. did. And you could tell, um, I thought that I'll be honest. I thought that Ryan probably could have got up the way he was looking at the ref. It was like, he was waiting for the count and it was like, the ref was like eight, nine. And then he went and got up, you yeah. know, but it was like, it was like he wanted to get up, but he wasn't sure. And he just took a split second. And then by the time he got up, it was already over. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think it was probably the best decision. All things considered. I think he was just a little outclassed that night. He was, it wasn't as, like I said, it wasn't his time yet. I think he realized that. But um, I don't take anything away from Garcia. Uh, hats off completely to Tank. Um, you know, fucking dude with the power. And like you said, um, just like the, the talent alone speaks for himself because – you know, he's not doing, he's, he's defensive. He's a defensive fighter, but mm-hmm. he's still offensive and he still like puts that power out there. So he's not just out there, um, winning decisions, you know, technically yep. Yep. he's out there winning the fight. He's out there, you know, not getting hit, hitting them and dropping them. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where tank goes next and even where Garcia goes. Cause Garcia, you know, went up and wait to fight tank. Yep. So we'll see yep. how they both end up looking. So yeah, um, a lot of good fights, but it's time for the hot takes. Yeah. Hot takes. It's really hot. Where, where, do you want, where do you want to start with the hot takes? Yeah, I mean, we can just start at the top here. Um, one has officially announced that they've withdrawn their offer for Francis and Gano. They're no longer in the running. Did they withdraw it? <clears throat> I think they withheld it. So the interview that I saw stated that they were no longer negotiating. Exactly. Exactly. But, the, okay, you're right. And the only reason the terminology matters is because 
if they withdraw if they withdrew the offer that means they put it out there and then they took it back and they were like no we don't want to do this but the thing was was leading up to it you know Chachri had even said he was like we still have our final offer to make mm-hmm. and then he came out and he was like we're going to withhold our final offer and he, and do you know what he said like why he withheld it no he said that um it wasn't based on like finance it wasn't a financial decision it was that they just weren't aligned with other things and that that alignment wasn't going to lead to them coming together mm-hmm. um maybe that's some of that you know stuff for the fighter stuff i think one maybe does a good job of taking care of their fights i'm not exactly sure what the payment structure is um as far as one goes i mean it's got to be more than the ufc the ufc is the right. bottom yeah but um but yeah um that's what he said but it makes it um really like foggy as far as what do you think is going on there? Why why do you think that they would withhold their final offer? And you know what I'm saying? Instead of well, make, make it... Yeah, well, after you said that, it makes a lot of sense because um, they know he's not going to accept it, accept it if it doesn't include these other things that he wants. Right. Right? Regardless of what that financial number is. Right. Even if they find the like, hey, well, our final offer meets what he wants... Like, okay, well, did we, were we able to include all of these ancillary things that he wants on there? No. Okay. Well, then why are we even bothering? Yeah. Yeah. That could be, that could be the point. That could be why they withheld it. Um, Another thing to think about maybe is that he already has a deal. Maybe he came to terms with another promotion. So that's why they withheld it. Could be, could be. I feel like we would know as soon as that happens, Um, but maybe not. Um, but as far as I know, PFL and Glory are still um, trying to negotiate for Francis Ngannou. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm sure that there's, you know, people in the Middle East, um, or not people, but uh, special interests in the Middle East. They want big boxers. They pay big money for big boxers. Right. That's why we've had big boxing fights over there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it, too. Right. Um, I don't know. Part of me thought that maybe they withheld it because, like, maybe, maybe he's taking a different... Maybe he's, like... What if Francis is signing PFL for MMA, but then he'll fight like fucking boxing or kickbox? Maybe he's gonna fight boxing somewhere else, but maybe he would fight like kickboxing in in one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that's why they were like withholding it because they're gonna because they want to be like, no, we signed off on it, and then he'll make a debut, probably his boxing debut, maybe in the Middle East, and then his PFL. And then boom, show up at one on a you know right. do a kickboxing. I don't know. No, that, no, that's that's another good point, and that totally could be. We know that he wants to box, and maybe that's the sticking point. Maybe, maybe one doesn't want to see him box while they have him under contract. You right. Know? Right. I mean, yeah. No, it could be because just the way that they like, just the way they like brought it out, they didn't do it how BKFC and Bellator and not anything like the UFC negotiations broke down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where they came out afterwards and they were like, no, he has, he's asking for too much money. That was Bellator and BKFC's ordeal. They were just like, no, we're not in alignment, so we're going to just withhold our final offer. It's really like holding the cards up kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. we're just going to, you know, not, not, not say anything about right, what we're right. doing. Um, yeah, so um, pretty interesting. We'll have to see what ends up happening. Probably going to be boxing, though, all things considered. He's probably going to have a boxing fight. You think, he's, you think it's going to be that Deontay Wilder fight? What do you think? What's going to happen with Francis? That, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I, I honestly thought it was going to be Fury, and I thought it was going to be Fury for a long time, and I was really confident about that. Um, 
but I think those um, those boxing organizations are going to hold him to defending Fury, right? Because right. he's the he's the title holder of all the belts. I'm pretty sure now. Yeah, is there one that he doesn't have? I know there's like five, but no, no, he does. The thing about boxing though is the boxer really makes a lot of those decisions. I mean, they can, the promoter can make it, but more, more so than not, the boxers so, have to say so. Right. So not the, prom- not the promotions though, but each of those organizations that yeah. offers a belt before you fight for that belt, there's defense clauses in there that right. say you have to defend mm-hmm. or you get stripped. Mm-hmm. And a lot of boxers don't care. You know, they get three or four belts and they're like, okay, well you can strip me of that belt and I'll still fight the guy I want to fight. And I'll put these other two belts on the line. Um, but it does just from, you know, the seat of my couch, it does seem like there's a lot of pressure for him to defend instead of fighting Francis Ngannou, which I get, but you know, wouldn't you want, wouldn't some of these promotions know how much money there is to be made here and want, want to jump on that? Yeah, for sure. The other thing you're right. And the other thing about it is like with Fury, um, going silent, really, it made me think like. Did was Fury really excited about the fight when he's the boxing heavyweight champion and he was gonna fight box fight the UFC heavyweight champion? So it'd have been this champion versus champ. You know what I'm saying? And, and now that Francis isn't the champion, and that is he not interested been. into you, it? You're right, and that, and that would have been. Except anybody that knows anything about the UFC knows that was never going to be a thing, right? Because the UFC doesn't do that, right? Right. So you had to know. That you were never going to fight Francis Ngannou as the UFC heavyweight champion. Like, we all knew that he had to get out of his UFC contract in order for that boxing match to ever take place. I don't know. I mean, yes, you make a lot of good points there. But also, Fury's the heavyweight champion of the world. The UFC did do that McGregor fucking, you know, Mayweather thing. So maybe Fury was like, maybe they'll do this thing. And maybe that was what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not in Fury's camp. I don't think camp, McGregor but... was the champ when he went and fought Mayweather. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think he was the champ either, but did it even matter? I mean, at that point, McGregor okay, so, was so... Uh, but that's my point. Like, yeah. we know that Francis Ngannou left the UFC with the belt. Yeah. I mean, you can have whoever you want fight for it, yeah. but until you beat Ngannou, nobody there is the actual champ. Exactly. So you still get that. You still get... You know, Francis Ngannou physically has that belt. He could walk into the boxing ring with it. Right. But they can't promote the fight champion versus champion like that. I, I'm not I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying like... They totally can, though. But, well, I mean, I mean, they can be like, yeah, he's a champion, but like he's not, you know, the UFC champion coming to box, you know? Because here's the thing. If the UFC champion's coming over, he's going to box him, and he doesn't have the experience that Fury has... It looks really good for Fury, right? Yeah. Uh, but if Francis doesn't have the title and he's another boxer and he comes over and he ends up beating Fury, not that uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be pretty hard to for that to see that happen. But if he did, it just seems like there's, you know, not as much there for Fury as there was before. Is is my whole aspect? Just because they doesn't have that UFC belt, it, I, know, it, I know. It could. I mean, and that and you totally could be right. I just think it's. I'd really have to question somebody's intelligence if they really thought that was going to be something that they would ever get. Okay. Like, do you really think you're ever going to get the UFC to co-promote a boxing match with their heavyweight champion? Okay, 100%, you're right. I, I, I see the point that you're making here. Um, I just, I guess how I'm thinking about it is like, 
boxers never very rarely want to come over to MMA. They always want the MMA guy to go over there and right. do that, right? And so Fury being the heavyweight champion and being probably the most notable guy right now in boxing that's still boxing. I mean, you could say maybe Mayweather, but he's not boxing anymore. He's just doing exhibitions and right. shit. But the most notable guy, the heavyweight champion of the world, is looking to try to have you know these big fights and stuff. And so I don't know. When you're trying to sell the boxing card, how many people like us know Francis Ngannou, know Francis Ngannou's still the linear heavyweight champion, we're still going to watch. But boxing fans, do you think do you think they give a shit? Well, that's why I made the point about the, the Conor McGregor-Mayweather fight because Conor wasn't a champion either. No, but okay. But then you get into the whole thing with wh- why people watch Mayweather fights. And for the last part of his career, the last third of his career... It's been a lot of people want to see him get fucking fucked up. Right. You know, because he fights very defensively. He picks his opponents, fucking yada, yada. And so I think that, you know, people wanted to see that happen. And I think that there was enough people that like Conor McGregor had polarized enough people to be like, oh, maybe this could really happen. Because here's the thing. I remember when that fight was getting ready to happen. I was uh, I walked in. um to this uh, store and I was wearing my, uh, I have a UFC shirt that has the, the Italian flag behind it. And this guy that was like working there was like looking at my shirt and he was like, so you think Mayweather's going to win? And I was just <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe. And he was like, yeah, me too. And he was going off and I was just like, it was crazy how like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've never had somebody <laughs> about anything, about any of the fights, some dude I don't even know being like seeing my shirt and being like, you think he's gonna do this for fucking Ireland? You know what I'm saying? Like, you think yeah, he's gonna yeah. because it's not about Ireland, right? right. It's about these like right. these other fucking things, um, you know, uh, whatever. Um, but that was it. It really opened my mind that I was like, God damn, like this dude is touching a nerve that is that a lot of other fighters don't, and so or a lot of other personalities aren't able to. And so I think that it made a lot of sense for that matchup. I'm with you. I'm. I, I like to play devil's advocate when we're talking here. I'm with you in the fact that, like, it doesn't matter to me whether Francis has the belt or not. I want to see him fight Fury. And to me, that's a much more competitive fight than the Mayweather-McGregor fight. But at the same time, a lot of people don't look at combat sports the way that you and I look at them, right? So they would have gotten a lot of viewers, even if nobody knew Francis's name, if they could have billed it. You're absolutely right. If they could have billed it as... The UFC MMA champion versus the boxing champion. You, yeah. you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because people would just be like, oh, well, I don't know this guy, but he looks really big and he's obviously the champ over there. And I've seen some knockouts. Like, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, but in reality, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. And I'll, I'll be honest, I was one of those guys that thought McGregor had a chance. I was like, man, you might do it, you know? Right. Now, when I think about it, I honestly think the exact same thing would go down. I think I think he'd land a couple of good punches early in the fight, and then he'd get knocked out <laughs> like fifth, sixth, seventh round. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Well, yeah, and and yeah, and it's a lot easier to tell that now. But at the same time, yeah, at that at that time, I thought anything. I thought Mayweather was the favorite, um, and that anything was possible because. Mayweather hasn't been fighting real competition in a long time. So I was like, we'll see what happens here. Mm -hmm. And then when it played out, it was just like, yeah, of course, you know? Um, And and Mayweather looked good in that fight. Let's be honest. He probably looked the best in that fight than he's looked in a long time. You know? Well, McGregor landed some good shots. No, he did. He did. Uh, But they they were, 
but they were early. They were early, and, and then and, and then, then it was the downhill slide, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then as we got to like the fifth round, it was like going like yeah, that. It was yeah. like this is looking really bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And Mayweather looked like a world beater, which he like never fucking looks like a world beater unless he's fighting <laughs> yeah. like Tenson, you know, and yeah. fucking Ryzen or exactly. whatever, you know. Exactly. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. DJ <laughs> claims that the Marias trilogy is not a rivalry. I mean, okay, so like, are, are we gonna argue semantics here, right? <laughs> like, any... are, are we playing a fucking word game? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> because this, because if he's if he's gonna say that, then then you act. That's exactly how you have to take it, right? Because in any sport, whether it's a team sport, whether it's an individual sport, whenever two individuals or sports teams continuously meet each other in the upper echelons at the end of the season in the playoffs you know like at the top of the rankings it is a rivalry that's just what it is right so if he's saying it in and meaning it like oh well, the, you know there's no bad blood we don't hate each other we're not you know like you could be right about that right no his point was more or less that a rivalry is something that happens over time. So, like, he was saying that, like, when he fought Joseph Benavidez, like, he would fight Joseph Benavidez, and then time would go on, and Benavidez would go fight other people, he would go fight other people, then they would come back and fight each other, and because there was that gap in between, that that's what made the rivalry. It was more anticipated. Whereas this Marias fight, it's, like, back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why it's not a rivalry. According to him. According to him, it's a time, it's a time thing, okay? Okay, but it's still one-and-one. Exactly. And by knee this knockout. would be right, but this would be the tiebreaker. Exactly. So why, why would this not be a rivalry? So right? it's yeah. by by definition it's a rivalry because you guys are evenly matched yeah. and here you are going at it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing about the term rivalry indicates that there has to be I mean we could look up the we could look up the definition. I'm, I'm about to. But, but okay, like, okay, okay. But here's the thing, okay, because I I thought about doing that too, and then we could be like we could argue on whether or not it's actually but that's not my thought is this is my thought the first fight he lost he got knocked out right Uh then the second fight he came back and he knocked him out that puts so much pressure on this third fight right so in order to keep collective and to just be able to be in the moment and not be too much like what if this what if that all of that to me how I'm taking it is that he's not putting too much on this. He's, he's trying to keep this third fight as just another fight. Okay. Well, and, and so, and so, and so when people are like talking about it, he's like, he's trying to convince other people, like it's not a rivalry. Cause in his own mind, he's trying to like, you know, prepare himself for this third fight as opposed to be like, Oh, it's a rivalry whatever. And then he's got all this built up, you know what I'm saying? To get in there. And, and so it, my, this is my thought is that, I would like to hear what he has to say about it, maybe like a year or two down the line, right? To right. be like, what do you think were your greatest rivalries? And then he'd be like, the fucking Mariah's. You know what I'm saying? Because no, like, absolutely. how else do you fuck? You know no, what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. This is the this is the only guy that legitimately beat him. Yeah. In, in since he was fighting at 135 and lost to Cruz. Yeah, I mean, he's this is the only guy that fucking stopped him. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, because yeah. even that Cejudo loss, like I've rewatched that fight. Pretty and, fucking close. Uh, I don't even think it was that close. I think Mighty Mouse actually won that fight. <laughs> like, I don't even think it was that. I close. think when I watched it live, I thought he did win it, and then when they gave it to Cejudo, I was like, holy shit, you know? Because it was like DJ. DJ was on another level for so long. It was like he was fucking out there in the planets and shit. Nobody was gonna reach him. 
him. And then when they gave it to Azuto, I was like, oh, fuck, now we're going to have to see the third fight. Okay, now I'm excited. And then he left. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, they, didn't, they traded him was the whole yeah. thing for, for Askren. Like, it was like when you look at the writing on the wall, hindsight You think the UFC paid for that decision? Is that oh, what you're absolutely. telling me? Oh, absolutely. No, they wanted him out of there so bad. And there was no way it was going to happen <laughs> if he kept beating everybody, which is why... They were so, which is why they never promoted him, and they were so pissed. Like, and this wasn't a guy who was just like boring point fighting, decisioning people. No, like, he was flying arm barring people. What, and, I like, mean, yeah. What about when he fucking put a uh, was it uh, Diego Brando when he put him? No, no, Diego Brando ended up doing that to someone else. I think it was Ray Borg. Was it Ray Borg when he fought Ray Borg, where he fucking like elevated him like he was on his back and he elevated him with his feet where he was like doing the like superman like when you do with your kids and shit you know where you like have him in the air and you have your feet up with that and then he like twisted him in the air and caught him with the arm bar that's that's what i'm saying i I know i called it a flying arm bar but that's exactly what i'm talking about like yeah yeah, this <laughs> so and instead of promoting him and doing yeah. what what you well, could, well, because, you wanted him out of there so bad. Yeah, because their narrative at the time, Dana White's narrative was like, oh, he's a little fighter, and America doesn't care about little guys, right? Yeah, and he was going to dissolve the whole division and everything. But to be fair, but to be fair, he wasn't really doing a lot. He wasn't really uh, not that he wasn't doing a lot. He was doing a lot. He, the fan support or the numbers or however you want to correlate that wasn't showing the support that it needed to, right? So that's one of the things that really grinds my gears about how the UFC does things yeah. because the UFC is the promoter. I know. The I UFC know. is the promotion. I know. I know. You would think that would be their job and in their best interest, but that's actually not what they do, right? Well, what they because do is they the, want yeah. you to promote yourself yeah. and they want to check your your number of Instagram yeah. followers. Yeah. Before they decide how much of it, you know, yeah. like that's so again, not to get off on a tangent, but um, so uh, yeah, so I, I disagree with DJ. It is a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's very motivated to win this, to put this rivalry to rest. Right. And um, and if that's what he feels like he has to do to be mentally ready for the fight, then by all means, yeah. it's probably a smart thing to do. He's a really smart fighter. Exactly. So. No, the dude is fucking brilliant. I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely, that, that's how I see it too. I definitely think it's a rivalry. I think it's part of what he's got to do to prepare himself for this. Because he's already, I'm already a little hesitant because he's already said that this is could be his last fight. He's already considering like retirement heading into this third fight with Man, with this dangerous dude. Do you see what I'm saying? That's, that's not good. That's so, so instead of putting any more on his back to carry, he's just like, no, it's not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry at all. We're just going to go out there and fight. It's just a fight. Who's it's, this guy? Yeah, exactly. Adrian who? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Um, A lot of uh, shit in the news with uh, Usman versus Hamzat. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's a fight I'd love to see, for sure. I mean, it's not going to happen. What do you think? uh, Well, I mean, (laughs) I'd I'd like to see Hamzat get in the ring at this (laughs) point. You know what I mean? Like, Can we... I mean, I mean, Burns I, is gonna fight twice before he's, the he's fight already again. fought twice. <laughs> he's about ready to fight a third time, and this is the second one in a month. I know, yeah. Like you know, and, and so I don't know. There's there's a, there's a lot of things I think about when I see somebody burst in the scene and and talk about just shit like Kamzat because just me personally, like going through life. I've never met a legitimate badass dude that had to convince me he was a badass dude. You know what I'm saying? Like so, so I really and then and he's just like, oh, anytime, anywhere, smash anyone, and like, well, you don't fight that often. I'm just gonna say, yeah, 
Like, and there's a lot of people that would fight you that you could fight, and it just it seems to not happen. And it gets even more shitty to think about when this is a guy that fights at two weight classes. Like, you know how many fighters there are in both of these weight classes, right. and you're not fighting? Right. Like, and then you've got Burns, who doesn't talk a lot of shit, who's just like, oh, a fight? You know, I mean, I fought last week, but sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. huge difference there. No, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I definitely think Hamzad is a badass. I mean, dude gets in the fucking octagon and fucking fights. So, I mean, dude's a badass. But I, I know it's what you're saying because his shtick of how he promotes himself and how he, you know, he knows that a lot of Americans see anybody from Russia or that general area as the bad guy, right? Okay. And so he's playing that up to be like, I'm the bad guy, I kill everybody, you know? Okay. And all that shit. So I get that it's a stick. I mean, it's marketing. I prefer that than I prefer uh, Covington's fucking <laughs> bullshit. But at the same time... Well, but he the, hasn't fought in forever I know, either. I know, he doesn't I know. fight very regularly. I know, like, I know. That's all I care about. Like, I know, I fucking know. fucking get your fucking ass in there and fight, man. The thing is, is that with fighting, I mean, doesn't matter like who's the favorite or who's most likely to win or whatever. I mean, it, it always comes down to fucking pretty much 50-50, right? And so when you have that kind of, you know, um, level of hype behind you, a lot of times these fighters are trying to fucking figure out what's the best way to navigate this. So they, you know, promote and use this whole shtick thing and then fight okay. once in a while and then win and then lose. I'm not, I'm but, not, but you have to fight more than once in a while I is know. the problem with that. I like, mean, but do you though? Because Covington yeah. hasn't, and now he's getting a title shot. Okay. But that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with what he's doing or, or his shtick. Like it really doesn't. It, it, it really doesn't. For some reason, the UFC wants him to be champion. So the yeah, the UFC is giving him the title shot. Yeah, exactly. But it is his shtick that is selling fights. Let's be honest. Is 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 it his fights? Is it his is it his fights? When we see Kobe Covington fight, are we like, oh fuck, this is gonna be an amazing fight? Probably not. Well, the Osman fights were pretty awesome. Fights. No, 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 they were awesome. But what I'm saying though is that his at what he how he promotes himself to the rest of the world is like. I'm this fucking heel, and I know you want to see me lose. A lot of people want to see him lose. Hamzad is doing that exact same thing. He's just doing it in his own way. Instead of being like a Trump boy, he's being he's doing this like mad Russian thing. I think that I think that what I'm saying is I think that Hamzad is probably a much more genuine dude, and I think that fucking he's trying to make the best decisions he can of how is he going to get to a title. He'll fight at 185. He'll fight wherever. But he's not fighting. And that's the most important part that you're saying. And I get you because that's where I'm at with it too. Is that I know that that's why this Usman fight isn't going to happen. Because he's going to fight at 185. That's where Hamzat's going to fight. It's hard enough for him to make 170. Usman said he'd fight him at 185. He did say he'd fight yeah. him at 185? Yeah. Oh, so Usman's going to go up? Well, then then maybe it will happen. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a fight. <clears throat> I'd like to see that fight. But again... Uh, I'd like to sit like if I have to sit and continue to hear about somebody and have to talk about them. Right. I, I'd I'd rather it be because they're fighting. Well, I no, <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying. I I don't like, I don't disagree with you 100 percent with that. I think that Hamzad. I don't think Hamzad has to fight. He's got to fight somebody. So for for me it's for me it's the opposite. Like, um, if if me and you were gonna get on this podcast and spend time talking about what somebody said, right? Happy to do it, right? As long as you're an active fighter. <laughs> 
Right, exactly. But the problem with it, right, is that there's a lot of active fighters <laughs> and not a lot of them are figuring out how to get the majority of the audience to feel one way or another well, because about because they just want to fight. Right? I know, I know, I know. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm I you're preaching to the choir here, okay? <laughs> but if it's just me and you, okay, that feel that way, then we're not going to then they're not going to ever like you know, get to the, get the bigger paydays that they're trying to get to. And so because of that, because the UFC is so focused on that, they're making decisions where they're like, okay, instead of having Colby fight somebody to prove he's a contender, we're going to have the two contenders fight each other and we're going to give Colby another title shot. So me, um, me and you are going to watch the fights either way. 100%. Right. So they don't care about our opinion. Yes. Because we're going to be there no matter what. Yeah. They already got us. So, they don't right. need to worry about so that. Like, right. So they need to get all of the filthy casuals yes. to tune in and use any dirty trick that the a promotion could use. And 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 the more I think about this, the more I'm just like, you know, why don't they why don't they just like I don't know, like buy out the WWE and merge with the WWE <laughs> and you know, start taking pages out of their book. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they <did>. Exactly. <laughs> um no, exactly. And I mean, even further than that, I think that that's why, like, these other promotions are gaining so much popularity now is because I don't have a problem with the with the marketing. Like, I know the shtick. I, I, I know fucking Colby's shtick. I, I can see Hamzat's shtick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't fall for the bullshit. But at the same time, BKFC will entertain those circus fights. They'll entertain the big promotional tool fights. But at the same time, they're making sure that everybody is consistently like fighting, right? We don't have like the big wait outs like we do in the UFC because of that. So if the UFC was, was if the UFC was like, yeah, Colby's doing his thing and we're going to give him preferential treatment and all that, that's fine. But at the same time, it's like the dude should be fighting too. And, And he's not. And so because of that, I'm like, I'm with you that I think Hamza should be fighting. But if it's your promotion and that's the precedence that you're setting, then all I'm doing is I'm like, okay, so like whatever's happening over there is going to happen over there. I am much more interested in what's over here. Right. But yeah. So, and, and, and I get that. So as a promotion, um, instead of, you know, being the UFC and shooting yourself in the foot in so many in so many areas where you could be using your promotion to promote your fighters. Right. Why not see the other things that these other promotions are doing that's working really well from for them, BKFC and one in particular, where they're adding so much showmanship to the ring entrances, to the overall production, like so that people can. You know why? Why? Because the UFC believes that they do it better than everybody else, because they make the no, most. No, we know money. why. That's why I said this. Yeah. Is, this, this is the. They're this is the, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is the promotion that consistently, you know, cuts themselves off at the knees when that there's so many things they could be taking. You know, like why don't be so don't be so prideful. You know, see what these other guys are doing and take it from them and use it before. Okay, you're right. But if they were that kind, if they had that kind of, um, you know perception of themselves of that that kind of awareness i don't think they would have got away i don't think they would have done away with whatever showmanship they had to begin with and taken over that reebok deal and really tries to corporate sanitize all the fighters and all the you know what i'm saying because before that 
they were they did they did have a little so, bit so, more of right. a showmanship so, and a little bit more individuality. Right. So there's a time and a place for everything, right? right? So you do that for a period of time, but now MMA's gotten to this point where you don't have to be that sanitized anymore. It's obvious that you see what people want, and, okay. and now all you have to do is give it to them. You're right, but if you do that, that puts the ball of who is the most valuable into the fighter's court. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah, if you yeah, don't do that and you yeah, keep the corporate sanitized thing going, then no yeah. matter who's fighting, the ball stays in yeah. the promotions. Yep. So that's that's why. Yep, that's very true. Um, let's move on. Um, speaking of uh, old legends, Tim Sylvia won his slap fighting championship. I don't or slap slap fighting championship. He won a slap fight. Um, pretty good. Um, as far as like he slapped the dude and the dude went down and that was the end of that. So. Hats off to Tim Sylvia. Okay. Um, so you don't you're not you're not allowed to get up and No no, you can get go. up, but you have a certain time limit of when you can get up. And What's if you the don't get up like I think it's like thirty seconds or something. And if you don't get up by then then it's over. Okay. So it really comes down to who gets to go first then. Maybe. I mean it all depends, right? If unless you can take it, right? But but the thing is that it's like a it's nobody picks. It's like a fucking they flip a coin or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. His next opponent, they don't know, but Mark Coleman's calling him out. Okay? Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So, okay. So, I'm with you that if I just knew that alone, if I knew that Tim Sylvia was in a slap fight, when I heard that, it made me sad. Because I'm like, this dude needs fucking money. This is fucking sad. The UFC doesn't take care of their fighters. They don't take care of their former champions. They don't give a shit about anybody, right? Made me sad. Then, I watched the fight. I watched that slap fight. Okay, the slap uh-huh. fight itself wasn't anything great. But here, here's my point. Here's what I'm telling you. So before Tim Sylvia took this fight, he spent all last year as a coach. And then he was one of the guys that like was standing there for every one of these slap fights in this promotion and catching the dudes. Okay. So he was there every single night doing the stuff. And that's when he was like, I want to jump in here. So it wasn't like the dude was sitting at home and they were like, Tim Sylvia, we'll give you some money. And he was like, fuck it i need money and then he went in there and then did the slap fight like like he's been part of it he was he was working inside of the thing and then decided he wanted to give it a try mark coleman also fills that same position and now wants to jump in i'm not saying that (laughs) that it's a good thing i'm just saying that it's not as fucking Mm. fucked up as i thought it was beforehand and at the same time the worst case scenario is they're gonna get slapped and they get knocked out you know what I'm saying? Like, is it going to hurt him anymore? The I concussion? feel like that's the best and worst case scenario, considering <laughs> that's literally the only possible outcome in this quote unquote sport. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, somebody's going to get slapped. BKFC is just so lucky. Say with straight face. BKFC is just so lucky that this promotion came along. Oh, man. We don't have to fucking. I'm just kidding. I know. Just no, kidding. man. If, if Dana knew how big of a push he was giving BKFC by doing power slap, I mean, psh, he might even know. shut it down. I know. It makes me, on one hand, it does make me a little happy just to see that old competitive spirit from these legends, from these guys that I grew up watching. I mean, Coleman's like one of the fucking OGs of the sport. Like, that dude brought ground and pound to MMA. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and then Tim Sylvia, you know, fucking, he was the heavyweight champion back when fucking Ken Shamrock was fighting Tito Ortiz. I know. He was the heavyweight champion. I know. All those fights, him versus Frank Mir, the Orlovsky trilogies, fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, yes. uh, uh, fucking all, all that shit. So, I'm a, I'm a big fan of these guys. I like to see it where it's competitive at their level. 
you know, and if that's what they want to do, okay. I realize that they know what they're getting themselves into. They're part of the sport before they com- decide to be combatants or whatever you want to call them. Slappers, whatever. Before they're slappers, they've been part of the fucking... I know, I know, I know. All I'm saying is that if they're going to take the punishment, they're part of it beforehand. They know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. And so if that's what they want to do, hey, that's what they want to do. Th- that's how I feel about it at this point. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not bringing in these fucking monsters to come in here and just knock their fucking heads off. You know what I'm saying? They're literally <laughs> so. having them fight like Joe Blow from the bar and then maybe they'll slap each fight each other. You know, it's not great. It's it's not a fucking it's not the kind of promotion or the sport that I really get into, but at the same time when I first heard about it, I felt one way. And then after watching it and realizing a little bit more of the history of it, I'm like, you know what? It's it's probably not as bad as I thought it was. That's all I'm saying. So so what's your preferred retirement league for old MMA fighters? BKFC or Power Slap? No, uh, uh, Powder Puff Boxing, where they put these big <laughs> pillows on it. No, dude, the thing is, is that these motherfuckers shouldn't even be doing that shit. They should have their fucking medical bills taken care of if you're a fucking champion. You okay. should have some sort of money. Not a bunch, but we some both, form, some, some sort of money that comes in. That you know what I'm saying? We both agree that that's totally... should should be a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But there's also... The other thing you have to consider is like... It's the same thing with all of these bands that continue to tour 40 years after their last hit. Yeah. There's... Like and they have money, they don't need it. Yeah, and those just, shows look like fucking dog no, shit. No, they do. Which is that's what I'm saying about the whole about this this whole slap fight league and like at some point they don't know how to do anything else, right? And they don't want to just sit around, even if they have money, right? Right, right. They still need something to do, right? Which is why I'm happy to hear about them going into coaching. It'd be nice if there was enough, um like commentating yeah. or, or, or journalism yeah. um, openings, but yeah. they really just, just aren't for the yeah. amount of people that yeah. are there. So what do they do? You're yeah. like, I'd like to see them be coaches. Yeah. I'd like to see them. Or be judges I'd or like be to see refs them, or yeah, be exactly. whatever. Other parts exactly. of the sport. They, I know. they need to be, they need to continually be part of, of the sport. Or have that option. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you that I agree that too. But at the same time, if they can't, and it comes down to either them fighting in like fucking gladiator challenge against some fucking dude in his hometown, some young dude and some young dudes just fucking bodying these fucking old guys or these old guys getting up there and just slapping each other in the face. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. I'm still not watching. So you're going to watch it? No. Coleman versus Silva. No, you're going to watch it. No. All right. I'm not. I sold you. Um, speaking of horseshit, let's talk about uh, Nate Diaz and this whole fucking arrest thing. You want to talk about that? I mean, he has a fight coming up. Should we talk he, about that? No, he does have a fight coming okay. up. Um, yeah, he he choked out a civilian, basically. You know, um, this is a civilian. <laughs> well, it was a Jake Paul lookalike, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I know, I know, I know. So, so he's not a fighter. But the thing is, is like. I don't know. You think the dude was like fucking doing like you think the dude was like fucking with Nate Diaz? Like you think he was like trying to like Oh, I do. Nate get Diaz doesn't go around get... choking people for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Huh. I'm he absolutely does. Well, I'm just saying when you say it like a civilian, to me it sounds like you're trying to like be like, "Oh, the dude was like innocent," but like dude was probably just a fucking moron, let's be honest. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're going to pick a fight with Nate Diaz on the street, yeah. you're a moron. Yeah, especially when you look <laughs> like, you know, maybe one of his, like, opponents. Like, that's your whole, like, selling. That's your whole, yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I know Nate Diaz has passed it, but come on, dude. Like, if you're not. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, the unfortunate ramifications of these types of things is that, y- y- yes, you, you get arrested, right? I mean, regardless of how it went down, regardless of how much you were provoked, you're the MMA fighter and he's not. Yeah. So even so, if yes, he instigated it, he can and, still press charges. And yeah. And yes, yeah. there's there's assault. Like, unfortunately, that's how it goes. You know, um, it just makes me wish that he would, instead of choking him out, he would have like busted his nose or something like that. Yeah, stomped you know his fucking head. Yeah, in. seriously. And here's the thing: I'm not like, I'm not like out there being like, fucking fans should fucking leave fighters alone and blah 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 blah. I mean, at some point, you, you shouldn't be starting fights with fucking professional fighters. But there's always, dude, there's always been these fucking morons that fucking for whatever reason are like, you know calling out the fucking fighters and being like, let's fucking fight. Like literally see Chuck Liddell at the bar after his fucking yeah. fight when he wins and then being like, I want to fucking fight him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's always those type of dudes. Yeah. So my whole thing is like, if you're going to go out there and you're going to poke the bear, why are you going to get mad when the bear fucking, you know, reacts the way because the bear it does fucked you up and yeah. it's, it's embarrassing and yeah. humiliating. Yeah. And that, like that, in the ro- in the words I, of Chris Rock, the, the tiger went tiger. You know <laughs> no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite fucking bits. I'm so yeah. stoked you brought that up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But like I said, so this is what happens to somebody that, you know, pokes the bear yeah. and then gets fucked up. They don't have any other way. They can't deal with it like a man. They're just I like, agree. oh, I have to press charges yeah. and arrest him. Yeah, because here's the, the thing. Yeah, because like, here's the thing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, with that here's shit. the thing. If the dude's standing there and he's minding his own business and the fighter comes up and is just like, come here, you little fuck, and then like chokes him out and fucking yeah. beats him up, dude, that's on the fucking fight. Yeah. But this dude's fucking starting it. He should, if you go and you start some shit with some fighter and the fighter ends up fucking you up, you should be, you should have to have waived your, your right. To fucking press charges. You well, know I what I'm saying? I completely agree. I know. I, I completely I'm just agree. Saying, I'm just saying. There, there should be something like that where even like fighters should be like that. When they're like start fucking around. They're like, dude, you want to fuck around? Fucking sign that shit. Sign that shit. <laughs> we'll fuck around. Right. You know I what know. I'm saying? I and know. then they sign it and then it's a fucking like, it's a contract. And they're like, okay, cool. And then they just fucking yeah. hem them up, you know? I know. That's what I thought too is I was just like, this dude is a nobody trying to get his name, do whatever he can. He looks like this dude trying to pick a fight with this dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you get. You get fucking put yeah. to sleep. Yeah. So you're lucky you only got put to sleep. <laughs> I know, but that's because like, Nate's that's a good dude. Thing, dude. You know, I know. I know. Exactly. Can you imagine if it was like Vanderlei Silva back in the day and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fucking do what an ax murdered that motherfucker. He did have been decapitated. Yeah. Like, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. He'd have had to have his jaw wired. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I I hope it doesn't um, make it so that Nate Diaz can't make his money fighting Jake Paul, you know, because I think that'd be awesome, win or lose. I, I think that's good for him. He's going to make some money. Um, I don't think he's hurting for money, though. I think he got no. mad paid for all those Conor fights. Yeah, and not only that, but he's got he's smart. He's got businesses and extra shit going. He's got yeah. his hands in other pots. He's, he's, he's good. Yeah. He doesn't need to fight, you know? Yeah. But he's going to, and he's going to get fucking paid off this Jake Paul fight. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. you know? No, I, Depending I, I, on no. how that goes, he could even, you know, we see a career resurgence from him. See? Um, so that should, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Um, hopefully this, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, what do they give him? Community service? I, I, this isn't going to hold him back. Even if they were like, yeah, trying to be punishive and shit. Like, literally, he he's he's not a fucking uh, repeat offender. He's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's literally, yeah, it'd be no different than you go downtown and you get in a fight with some dude at the bar. Right. That's probably, you know, the extent of what's going to happen. Right. Um, What do you think about this uh, 
Netflix docu-series about uh, Conor McGregor. You interested in it? No. Um, yeah, me neither. But, Let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but only because I was there for it. Right. Right? right. Like, I, I do... I'm not against the Netflix docu-series, but I like it when it's like Jordan, something I missed. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like... Um, you know George George Foreman and Ali. Like I like it when it's something I wasn't there for. Right. You know, and, and the level of media wasn't what it was. Right. Right. So right. there was only like the games or right. the fight or whatever. There wasn't any of that in the background. So then when they bring it to the forefront, then you get to see everything that happened behind the background. Right. Whereas with this thing, it's going to be a lot of like him laying in his bed and him like trying to do that whole little walk thing with the fucking bars, and they're like, I "Come know. on, take a step." <laughs> That's what it's going to be. No, I know. Uh, yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm not interested yeah, in it. But, but again, I, we we were there. Yeah. Like, we, we were there when he burst onto the scene. Yeah, we, that was firmly within um, my, you know, the prime of my watching um, USC and MMA. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm i with you that I think that, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, I definitely don't care about it. Um, but all things considered, am I going to watch it? I'm sure you are. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of that, have you seen that Catching Lightning? About the Lee Murray? Lee Murray? No, You didn't watch that? No, no. But but again, I I was kind of there for that too. And I remember being very intrigued with that whole um, armed robbery, diamond heist scenario. But they go even further into it. They go into the whole, like, when he knocked out Tito Ortiz and fucking when he came to the UFC and, like, Dude, it's pretty fucking good. All right. Yeah, you get a chance, watch that. Fuck All that. Right. Fuck I might that actually Conor watch that. I might actually watch yeah, that. It's good. Um, um, you know, speaking of uh, past tense, um, Stefan Bonner's death has been ruled an accidental overdose. Okay. And while that is uh, sad, you know, and still um, doesn't, uh, in my way, doesn't hurt my perception of him one bit. Um. I just, I guess, want to kind of to make this like a PSA and just be like, quit fucking around with that fentanyl, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like this isn't like you know, ten years ago when you could even buy a fucking bag of some shit and then snort it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Get right. a pill of some shit that you're looking for or whatever. Like, you don't know it's in shit if you're not testing it with those fucking fentanyl tests. I mean, it's a fucking. You see how much it takes fentanyl to kill somebody? It's like fucking that much right that's all it takes right. is to fucking kill somebody and uh it's it, it sucks you know it's sad but at the same time um i think there is something you know that we can learn from this and i think that you know stefan bonner can be um you know th- sort of uh you well, know so all things considered um accidental overdose leaves a better taste in your mouth than suicide right right considering the Issues he was having, the mental oh, health issues he was having. Right? I was like thinking about, I was like, was it what? Were they saying it was suicide? But you're right. But you're right. Well, but he did have the mental health. Issues, I mean, that's so exactly like when they find the stuff in his system and they find him dead, and you look at the history. Like that's exactly what a lot of the right people were, were thinking. Um, so I mean, but to be fair, they did that same thing with Evan Tanner. Remember? No. So I don't remember because he just went camping and he went camping out in the out in the desert and then they found him in his tent dead and they were like the whole assumption was they didn't find him in they didn't find him in his tent so he he actually made a post before he left because it was something he did quite often was go on like week long two week long 
um, camping trips on his on his bike. Yeah, and that was in the episode's post, and he even said he was like, "Hey, if I never make it back, it was nice knowing y'all." Right, like that kind of thing. No, exactly. And then they and then when they found him, they it was he was he died of exposure, and it was like ten miles from his bike because his bike broke down, and he was so far back that there was no way he was making he was walking out of there. Yeah, with the amount of supplies that he had. Yeah. No, exactly. And so, you're right. But I remember that when it happened, because the post had come out and because he was so far out there that people were like, do you think that he had... You know what I'm saying? Whenever right, there's right. a fighter and then there's, like, damage that's right. that's taken, there's always this, like, like you said, there's always this, like, idea that's like, did they take themselves out right. kind of thing. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's not the case. If anything, he was living his life to the fullest. You yeah, know what I'm saying? absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, and so... You know, even even Stefan, he had a lot of issues um, in the last part of his life. But even then, he was still doing his professional wrestling thing, you mm-hmm. know, doing gimmicks here and there, trying to make stuff happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I didn't ever think that it, it was suicide. I knew that the dude had mental health issues. But, I mean, in the world we live in, live in these days, who the fuck doesn't? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that's a very good point. Yeah, so that was, you know, I, I think that, like you said, it's good to bring it up so that anybody that's still confused knows what the deal is. And just as he was a, uh, you know, a, 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 a beacon of, um, you know, showing people like what, uh, uh, what's the, a role model, right? Not a role model. Uh, somebody that you can like, learn from somebody that goes out there that that does stuff that tests themselves takes you know takes the damage or whatever and you look up to or you can learn from or whatever just as he was that type of individual that you could learn from in life i think that there's a potential now that we can learn from in his death and i know that there's a lot of other people besides stefan bonner but i'm just saying somebody at this level you know of notoriety and stuff is just like y'all quit fucking around with fucking shit quit pretending like this is the fucking mid 2000s or before you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't be doing this shit. I'm just saying be fucking smarter about it. You know what I'm saying? This shit is fucked up. That's all no, I'm saying. No, very well said. Um, and then, you know, uh, speaking of uh, passing. Um, oh, man. You know, uh, there was another uh, loss yeah. um, here recently. Yeah. Uh, very recently. Felipe Colares, uh, RIP, uh, fought in Bellator. Yeah. Fought in the UFC. Um, hit by a car. Yep, guy by a car. Um, there was a, I know, I know, young as shit. Yep. There was another fighter. Remember a couple years ago that got hit by a car too. I mean, um, I think he made it. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he made it, right? No, no, he died. Okay. I mean, he went to the hospital, but then he ended up dying okay, in the hospital. Okay. Um, Ryan Jimmo got hit by a car too. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking what the fuck is the deal with that? Motherfuckers look both ways. Man. I know. Well, in in that scenario, I think that. Some dude had started some shit, or there was a road rage incident, and he got out to fight, and then the dude ran him over with the car. Some fucking bullshit. I, I, don't I know. think they were both hit and runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um anyways. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. So. Felipe. Yep. Um. Cut down on his prime. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Cut down. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Twenty-eight before he could. You know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's sad. With that, we will end the hot takes. And we are moving on to the mill. With the mill, what we like to do is a lot of different shit with the mill. It's our workshop. We like to try out new shit. And on this segment of the mill, we have a new segment for you guys. <laughs> Why don't you tell them about it, Bill? Um, between the lies. Between the lies. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, just having witnessed the 
growth of MMA over time and seen. I, I know, I know, it's a lot. Of, we do it a lot with Dana White because he's one of the premier figures. He's a he's a spokesperson. He's readily available on media, and so just trying to um, get behind the things that they say and let you guys know what he's actually about, what he's actually saying, and. You know, don't believe his lies. Um, but you know, try and focus on some of the other figures in MMA because um, he's not the only one, and he's not the only one that does it. Well said. This is the part of the segment where we hold these fucking promoters accountable. Okay, it's like everybody forgets that their job is promoting. Everybody forgets that they fucking lie out their fucking ass, and so when they get asked questions, a lot of times, reporters, journalists, even people that you know pay attention to the interviews take them at their word and i think it's really important to know that a lot of them double talk like politics and oh, yeah. so on this segment we're gonna um you know go into it and uh break it down so on this episode of between the lies we have the pfl's uh ceo okay peter murray peter murray yeah pfl and you know again before we get this started not to shit on pfl we really like pfl um, oh, we're going to sit on PFL. But, but we're definitely we're separating, sit on we're definitely separating, separating the person from the organization. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to get messy. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you think of just like the turnouts of the fights? Obviously, this is the fight capital of the world. There's been a lot of people just like walking by, everyone just enthusiastic about the fights. Just, what do you think about all that? Well, hey, the, the PFL, we're, we're a leader in the sport. You know, we have fans from all over the world, here in the U.S., here in the fight capital. So uh, we'll, we'll be back to Vegas for sure. So what he's really saying is we don't have a lot of fans and we're happy to be in Vegas. We're happy to be any fucking where that we can get 20 fucking people in an auditorium together to watch this shit. Um, he, he really wants to thank the UFC for leaving a weekend free for him to have an event. That's, that's PFL is exactly. pretty much a leader in MMA, much like we are leaders in the podcast arena. <laughs> 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 so get him <laughs> yeah awesome. just just saying um but you, you know he's 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 a promoter he's promoting his, his promotion and i i'm sure that he does have fans all over the world but uh, yeah leader that's pushing three weeks like he's or three events like he said what can the fans expect moving on Hey, next up is the second half of the regular season. So, you know, the fighters, they earn their points. We'll be, uh, we'll be putting that leaderboard out there. And then the, the next round, those are the fights that will determine who gets into the postseason, those playoffs, and points matter. So what you're going to see fighters in the second half of the season, you're going to see, like, fighters strategizing against finishing in the first round, in the second round, to really ensure they're going to get into the playoffs because it's not just wins, it's points. So they're not going to leave it to the judges. That's the exciting part about the second half of the season. What he's really saying is he's saying, look, dumb shit, okay? This, this is what, how we do things here. We have a point system, okay? What you should be expecting from the second round is more points. Is <laughs> more points. <laughs> I don't know if you forgot how this works here, but somebody gets points, and so that's how it works. It's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's, yeah, and, that, and that's... That's a real double-edged sword for PFL because they only have um, so many weeks. The season needs to be longer, right? right? Because so you get two, you get two fights before the postseason. Right. There needs to be more than that. 
right? To really make points matter as much as you want them to matter. Yeah. There's got to be more than two weeks. Right, yeah. But it's funny because the announcer, the journalist is asking him, like, what do we have to look forward to? And his response is like, <laughs> points. Look, look, guys, like, if you fight the first round and you don't get enough points, then you got to come the second round and get some more points. All right. And when he's making it seem like these fighters are, are so good, they can pick when they're going to finish. Like, yeah. well, you five points, so I'm going to finish in the second. Like, well, yeah, it doesn't always work that way, man. <laughs> like, but we're just me. Like, we're all going to be hoping for first round finishes. <laughs> Favorite fight so far. I, I mean, all, I, all the fights, but I, I did think, you know, the OAM fight uh, was, was an incredible fight, you know, with, uh, with Shane. Uh, there was a lot of talk about that fight, and it just shows we have incredible, incredible fighters in, in the PFL. Shane came over as a, as a major top prospect. You know, that one fight will not, you know, doesn't define Shane. He's now taking on the season. He's taken on the format. So, you know, I think you're going to see a different chain in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the second fight. OAM is, is certainly solidifying his position as a, as a champion. So uh, I think that fight for me was, uh, was one, of, one of the best of the night. Fuck OAM. <laughs> he's so full of shit. He's dude. saying, what he's saying, they were like, what fights did you like? And he was like, well, I mean... It's it's too bad that Shane didn't win that fight, but I mean OAM is doing what he needed to. I mean, all all he's saying is that it sucks that Burgos didn't win that fight. They have a lot riding on Burgos. They probably paid him a lot of money, and now he's coming in here and getting beat by OAM, who wasn't pulling any fucking numbers no. or didn't care at all beforehand. None, none. And so, yeah, that's that's how I know he's so full of shit. Because how many more viewers would he get? How much more better numbers would they do? If Shane would have gone in there and knocked out OAM. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he had, he was like the main hype for that yeah. card. I mean, yeah. if not for the whole season. Exactly. And and so that's the thing with that whole, like, you, you can't, you as a promoter, you're obligated to talk up OAM, but he, boy, he makes that really difficult, doesn't he? <laughs> talk about bringing in top tier talent to PFL each and every year, just like Shane. Sure. I, well, we ha we have a great team. I mean, Ray Sefo, our president of fighter operations, in identifying and signing and developing talent. We have uh, homegrown talent, homegrown stars, as well as other fighters from around the game, around the world, looking to compete on major platforms. You know, we distribute globally to 160 countries. We're on ESPN here in the U.S. And the competition is no joke some of the best fighters on the planet in the PFL, and you're seeing that. So when we develop talent from within the system, and then you know a fighters come over from, from different organizations, it's eye-opening you know, uh, in terms of the caliber of athletes that we have. And then you know, the, the challenge of the format, it really is one of the toughest tests in MMA. Look, we fucked this up, okay? <laughs> we, but we can't win. Okay, because if we try to set it up that this is the fight we want to have at the end, the motherfuckers don't make it to the end. So then what do we do? We set it up at the beginning. And guess what? We still can't fucking win. Okay, okay. Give me the name of one homegrown talent PFL has. I love how he was like talking about homegrown talent. <laughs> and he was like, and then a fighter comes over and it's eye awakening. Which one? OAM that came over or <laughs> yeah, Shane Burgos? No, Who the, whole, the fuck are you talking about? All of your all of your previous winners. I, you know, I'd have to go and check because maybe not every single one of them, but they're all they're all cast offs. And you didn't like scalp Shane Burgos from the UFC. Yeah, like, except Kayla Harrison. Okay, okay, Kayla Harrison. But like, yeah, you didn't. 
you didn't scalp Shane Burgos. No, you got fucking lucky. You got super lucky that they weren't paying attention to his fucking contract. Yeah. And they didn't, and they didn't contact him. That's the only reason you got Shane. And you tried to capitalize, yeah. and you fucked it up. And still. OAM wasn't doing anything in the UFC, which is why they let him go. Like, yeah, that's that's a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, you fucking liar. Tell me about the outlook. You talk about how we were on ESPN Plus. What about what other things? What other aspirations does the PFL have? Well, globally, you know, I mean, really, you know, we're really focused on global expansion. So beyond what we're doing here in the U.S. You know, we're really proud that this year we, we've launched four franchises. We at least announced four. You know, we have our Challenger Series. We have the season format. You know, we've announced and we have big plans for, for pay-per-view in our Super Fights division. You know, Jake Paul will make his debut in MMA. You know, just this week he announced uh, his next uh, yeah, uh, event or, or fight in boxing against Nate. And uh, what's to come is his debut in MMA. So those plans are being put in place to, you know, properly launch the PFL um, Super Fights division and pay-per-view. But there'll be a, a there'll be a pay-per-view event before, um, you know, Jake gets into the cage. So we're excited about those announcements this year. And then beyond that, PFL Europe up and running, our first uh, international regional league. And then, to, you know, to your question, there will be uh, six regional leagues. Uh, outside the U.S. Uh, within three years, and we'll be making an announcement in the coming, I would say, next two months on where the second one will be. Uh, it's already put in place, and we'll launch that in 2024. <laughs> so he's got so many fighters that he needs to have regional leagues, and he, exp- yeah, <clears throat> sounds to me like you're spreading yourself pretty thin there, bud. It's funny how he says, he makes a statement, and then as soon as he sets it out, he tries to like unravel it back. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, well we we started four promotions, uh, four feeder promotions this year. Well, we announced four of them, and then you know we have uh, this uh, series that's going to end up growing our talent, and we got uh, Jake Paul who's going to end up fighting <laughs> on a pay per view. But there'll be a pay per view before. So what he's basically saying is he's like, look, like. I know that the guy that everybody wanted to see win just lost in the first round, like normally happens here in PFL. He's like, but don't worry, still buy the pay-per-view, and we're doing (laughs) everything we can to try to grow our own talent and steal other talent, but we're still losing whenever we (laughs) needed just a little bit of help. So uh, still still buy the pay-per-view. Because remember, Jake Paul is going to fight MMA at some point. Uh, Not buying it. You think playoffs with those six other... Other leagues coming together as one for the ultimate. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, the way we look at it is 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 building regional you know, b- regional leagues and opportunities for fighters to become champions in those leagues from those countries, and in region competition. Then we'll have pan regional competition among those international leagues, but the, the those champions from PFL's international um, organizations will have now a pathway to PFL Global to compete against the likes of, of talent that's here in Vegas, our, our, our global, on the global stage, and to become world champions. So that's the system we're creating in the sport to advance, to grow it, give fighters more opportunity, and against top competition on major platforms. So there's already, <clears throat> there's already regional MMA in all these countries. Yes. And that's where the UFC gets their talent. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so, what he's, yeah so what he's saying is he's saying, look, 
We're doing everything we can to grow our own talent, but we're fucking losing. Okay? You got UFC, who's getting a lot of good talent. You got 1FC. You got all these other promotions that are gobbling up the talent. We're literally doing everything we can. We got 20 different feeder promotions in 20 different countries, all trying to get champions. I mean, seriously, what more can we fucking do? Uh, to expand a little bit on that, obviously Olivier said, hey, can we get PFL Canada? Stevie, hey, wouldn't mind going back to Europe. That's I mean, right. Talk a little bit about some of those things that might be in the works in the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, we haven't announced where we're going. I mean, the playoffs this year will be in the United States for sure. Um, internationally for the championship, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we're having conversations outside the U.S. and different opportunities. But as you see our fighters, they fight not only for themselves in, in terms of furthering their careers, professionals, and becoming champions, but very much they're fighting for country. You know, they're representing their countries. We have 28 nations represented on the roster. And not only do they want to be champion, a world champion for themselves, but, but for their countries. And they're very passionate, like OAM. Bring the show to Montreal, or bring the you know the show to, the show to Scotland, and you'll see us um, stage events in different parts of the countries. Not just our regional leagues, but we'll be taking the, the the world championship to different markets around the world. We'll be taking super super fights, our pay-per-view division fights in different markets around the world. So more to come there. What he's saying is. Yeah, of course everybody wants us to go to these other places, but we don't got the fucking money. <laughs> We're going to be in the U.S. for the foreseeable future. We're fucking losing money. We're paying these fighters a lot of money to come over to the PFL just to lose. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, we have all these, you know, feeder promotions and all this, you know, all this Bush League shit that's going to pop up, but we're not taking anybody anywhere else. We got a little promotion doing our thing right here. That's all, that's all we got money for. We're, we don't got no more money. That was perfect political double talk for what should have been a very short and succinct answer, which was, I don't know. You mentioned the pay-per-view super division. I'd be remiss if I don't ask, is there any truth to talks that Jake Paul tried to get it, make it a twofer and have Nate do the MMA debut? Yeah, you, I mean, you heard directly, we heard directly from Jake, absolutely. I mean, we had that conversation as a potential two-fight deal and the focus, uh, you know, that made sense. Focus on boxing first. We'll see what happens after the fight. You know, we'll see if uh, we'll, we'll see if, if if Jake gets in the cage with Nate to potentially finish that score. But what I can tell you is, you know, when Jake makes the debut in MMA next year, it'll be against a major, major, major talent, major opponent. No, it won't. He's like <laughs> the ref, the or the ref, the journalist is like. So how do we know that this Jake Paul MMA thing is going to really happen? And that dude's like. Look, go fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jake Paul's doing a boxing fight. He's made a deal to do his MMA. If he does his MMA thing anywhere, it's gonna be here at PFL. But go fuck yourself. All right? <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna be against any big name. It's not gonna be against any big talent. I, I, lo I love how he threw Nate Diaz in there. Like Nate Diaz is gonna come to PFL to have this fucking this rematch with Jake Paul. Like no, no, and and. I'm I'm not sold on this PFL pay-per-view super fight. No, dude, not dude, not dude. They had a fucking PFL pay-per-view last year. How well did it do? No, it was shitty. That's yeah, what I'm saying. exactly. Like, yeah, it's not. It's yeah. And the dude's doubling down on it. Don't forget, we got pay-per-view <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Do you, super who's, fight. Who's gonna be on it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, oh, where where are you guys gonna hold that? A anywhere else in the country? What about your champions? You gonna hold it somewhere where it is? No, fuck you. We're gonna hold it in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not gonna have anybody else but Jake Paul fighting Jake Paul in the whole fucking card, right? <laughs> 
And then no finally, I think uh, fans just want to know if they want to kind of beat the drum to bring PFL to their market, what are some things that you guys look out for in terms of making those decisions? Yeah, I mean, where the demand is. I mean, in terms of demand in the media marketplace, uh, in different regions, countries around the world, and obviously here in the U.S. So uh, we, we've definitely, uh, you know, we, we're an East Coast-based organization in New York City, but we're, we're, we're happy to be out here in Vegas. Uh, the second half, we're in Atlanta, um, you know, this coming um, June. And then uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. We're, we're, we're definitely going to take it to a new market in the playoffs. So, you know, more to come on those details. He's like, he's like, where are you guys going to go? Wherever the fucking money's at. <laughs> Wherever the fucking money's Who, at. Who's got money? You got money in your pocket? Okay, I'll give you a fucking hand job right here. Give me $10. Okay, <laughs> we need money over here. <clears throat> we're not we're not selling out any of the venues that we have. <laughs> no, so. have, have you seen our fire promotion? Half of it is commercials. <laughs> we need fucking money. Is Jake sort of working his own time frame, or are you guys working with him to, to sort of set a time frame when you want to see? When you say next year, is that just sort of the, the running goal, or are you guys kind of working in conjunction conjunction with them to see when the best time for him to do it to keep nudging him to make. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no nudging needed. I mean, he's he's committed. Not only is he, uh, you know, an exceptional committed athlete, or you know, as uh, as it relates to boxing, but but he's preparing. He's doing the work, you know, beyond boxing to uh, further develop his game in uh, in MMA, and he will make his debut next year. So those plans, you know, are in the works, and uh, you know, there are joint conversations on, you know, when's when, who's the right opponent. What's the right timing? But I can tell you that uh, he, he's 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 excited about it, and that'll happen next year. He's like, look, buddy. Okay, I already told your friend over there to go fuck himself <laughs> for asking about the Jake. I know you don't think Jake Paul's gonna happen either. Okay, I know. I know nobody believes that. All right, but I'm telling you, we have a contract that's signed. All right, it's gonna happen. No, Jake Paul's not making his MMA debut. He's not making it in PFL. It's not gonna be next year. No. No. Do we have any sort of on no. Kayla Harrison when we might see her again? And yeah, we'll be that? making an announcement, Kayla. You know, she's. Uh, this was the first season that Kayla was was not in in the in the in the season format division. She will uh, she will be on pay per view. We'll be making that announcement very soon as to who our opponent is, when that fight is. But that'll happen this year. So since we can't guarantee that she'll make it through the season, <laughs> we want to make sure people will tune in to watch her on pay per view. We've held her out of the season so that she doesn't lose any more fights before we get to put her on pay-per-view. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's like, oh, you want to talk about our only homegrown talent that we have? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know when we, we'd seen Ray, I think after PFL won, you know, a lot of the talk people are still talking about Francis Ngannou if the PFL was still interested. Is that is there still is there even still a possibility? Are you guys in any talks with him, or is he kind of – off doing whatever he's doing off to the side. No, hey, listen, Francis made it very clear he's he's going to box, and uh, you know we're excited to see you know how those plans materialize. We have a very close relationship, and more to come on next steps with Francis related to MMA. Yeah, so basically we got Francis versus Jake Paul <laughs> for the pay per view next year. One of Jake Paul's going to box, and Francis is going to do MMA, and they're going to fight each other. Right? <laughs> That's what we have going on here. Yeah, but you guys want to know, and we don't have anything else going on, so I'm going to just tell you right now, all right? He has no contact <laughs> with Francis Ngannou. <clears throat> he doesn't know where he stands with Francis Ngannou, and 
yeah, I mean, just like all the other promotions, he has to wait until the boxing thing sorts itself out. Yeah. Just a brief one. Uh, there was a little bit of talk from Kayla about, you know, concern, getting the two fights in this calendar year and all that. Can you just speak to that on, you know, making sure she does get that fulfilled in 2023? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kayla, she, she's ready to go. That's what we love about her. And, uh, you know, her, her pay-per-view. Uh, next matchup, it'll be a big fight. You know, it'll be the fight that fans want to see. Look, look, <laughs> we know that you guys all came here to see Shane Burgos win, and he's not going to win. We don't have a lot else going on, okay? That's why I'm touting this Jake Paul over your head and, and telling you that I know what's going on with Francis Ngannou, all right? Kayla Harrison's going to fight, but you're going to have to pay pay-per-view to see that shit, all right? Yeah, and you can't have her fight twice in a year because there's no guarantee she wins the next fight. No, nope. no. Nope. So... Yeah, that's the whole reason why you didn't put it in the season. Yeah, you don't have anything with Jake Paul. No. Nope. That's, that's just a bunch of bullshit. I can't so, believe that. Yeah, so let's recap here. Um, he's sad. Shane Burgos <laughs> lost the fight. Yeah. He's not going to fucking help do any kind of special promotion for OAM, even though OAM's their most dominant fucking champion mm-hmm. right now. Um, he's going to fucking lie about fucking Jake Paul and Francis Ngannou because those are the two names that have some fucking pull. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they can't really do anything else. So just stay tuned for Challenger Series from Singapore. That's what... <laughs> yeah, it'll be real fucking exciting. <laughs> because, you know, they're not going to get any talent there because one's already gobbled them up, too. God, they don't so... even know where they're going to have the fucking playoffs, man. They don't even have venues set yet. <sighs> fucking. Yeah. Fucking Way to go, careful. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's the mill. And let's move on to... You've got mail. the cast. All right, what kind of questions do you guys have for us? Always shout out to Scrapcast at Yahoo.com. And here's what we got from the last two weeks. All right, uh, first one. Hey, SC, my name is Mark. Hey, Mark. Joe Silva or Mick Maynard? Who's the better matchmaker? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> that, it's, it's, it's tough because I feel like back in Joe Silva's day, he had it easier. Um, I feel like now there's there's more names, there's more divisions, there's more going on. So I feel like there's probably a little bit more on Mick Maynard's plate. Um, and just because in the past I got to see a lot of the matchups I wanted to see, I got to go with Joe Silva, man. That's just me. Really? Yeah. I agree that I think it's definitely harder now than it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I think all things considered, I think that a lot of times – I'm really, really impressed with the matchmaking that the UFC does on some cards. On so, on other cards, it's like, okay, they just took the night off. Like, literally, right. it was like all the leftovers, and they just put them together in one to be like, all right, hurry up and fight and get it done. Yeah. But m- most of the time, they put on, they match up opponents really well. Um, and back in the day, man, I'm going to be honest with you, like, even in the glory days, like, a lot of times we wouldn't get like unless the fight had like some sort of controversy where everybody was demanding that it happened. Like there were a lot of fights that went by that we didn't get. There were a lot of fucking fights that could have happened that didn't happen for whatever reason. It just didn't happen. And I'm not I'm not shitting on Joe Silva. I'm not saying like you know he's not a great matchmaker. He is. And for a long time I I considered him the standard. Um, but all things considered, I think that that's been surpassed. And I, I think that I think the Mick's doing a hell of a job. Nice. All right. Second question. Uh, Connor versus Chandler or Gaethje versus Poirier for tough. Wonder what your guys' thoughts are. I think he means thoughts. 
Thanks. Um, <clears throat> I mean, for pure entertainment value, you want Connor and Chandler, right? I mean, as great of fighters as Gaethje and Poirier are, not sure we'd get as much entertainment <clears throat> out of them being opposing coaches. Then Connor. Then Connor. Yeah. I mean, Connor. Anybody, but certainly Chandler. Connor on a broomstick. You know I mean, literally. <laughs> Straight up, dude. I mean, yeah. you call that sweeping? I'm not a fucking sweeping. <laughs> you I'll sweep you off, motherfucker. You do fucking nothing. <laughs> like, no, but I, but I feel like Chandler's going to be a good um, verbal sparring partner for. You think so? I do. I think he's just going to be like the fucking target, and Connor's just going to like take aim and just like. Constantly, well, fucking Connor's make better, but but we'll we'll see. I I think dude, Chandler's dude. Chandler is kind of just a meathead. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> okay. He's gonna be like, yeah, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Connor versus Chandler is definitely. I mean, Gaethje, Poirier. It's the that's the better fight. Yeah, yeah. All those things are the, those are the better fighters, but for sure. But for a series of tough. It's gotta be right, right. Which is, I mean, when you're watching tough, like you, you get you get to watch some, you know, some regional feeder talent fight. They're usually not the greatest fighters, but then you also get um, theatrics. Yeah, the theatrics, right? Like, 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 Shamrock and Tito was always one of my favorites, or Sonnen and Silva mm-hmm. was one of my favorites. Yeah. Forrest Griffin and Rampage Jackson was one of my no, favorites. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah, no, yeah. and it's funny talking about that Ortiz Shamrock one. I still remember that one was so funny. Where like Tito was like training his guys, and then like Shamrock was like, "Let's watch some fights." They're know, just like watching fights. He's like, "Let's go golfing." They're like, "Dude, what the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> and then Shamrock's team loses the fucking thing. It's like, yeah, no I surprise. Know. Tito's got his guys doing fireman carries up and down four flights of stairs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's funny. All uh, right. Uh, last question: How do you guys see the future of BKFC? How do we see it? With our eyes. That's how we see it. <laughs> On TV. <laughs> <laughs> is how um, I'm going to view that. Um, no, you know, I think you know what he's saying. This is um, actually a really good question because yeah. there's a lot of things to, to consider. consider. Um, they are putting a lot of money for a lot of big names. Right. How long can they do that for? I mean, they don't really do pay-per-views. Right. Right. Um, and so, depends on how, like how you're going to make your money, whether it's sponsors, whether it's ads, whether it's, um, collecting money at the gate from your, your events, you know, is it untenable how much they're paying some of these names they're bringing in? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't know their financial shit. I know that. Triller has recently purchased them. Okay. So they're owned by Triller. Um, there should be an influx of money from that. I don't know how much money Triller has, but I some. don't. I don't either. Um, if I had to guess how the future of BKFC is going to turn out, do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. I think that. Uh, are they going to collapse under their own weight? Are they too top no, heavy? No, like, I think okay. that they're going to continue to go forward. I think they're going to continue to excel. And I think that fucking Endeavor is going to buy them mm. and gobble them up. And then what gets turned from that? Will they let BKFC continue to do its thing? Well, they'd have to because there's no point in taking 
the fighters like they did with Strike well, no. Force or WEC. Well, no, but they are like they could end up being competition for the UFC. If the UFC continues at the at the pace it's going, and we have one and BKFC and these other promotions going up, the U, UFC is kind of plateauing, right? It's like right, right here, absolutely. it's kind of doing this thing. Um, my guess is that they're going to have to get a little bit more creative with the financials and the business strategy, and that is how the UFC does business. Do they beat their competition? No, they buy them out. Right. Do what they want with them. Most of the time, doesn't it? Shit ends up, you know, happening, but. Okay, so it's not MMA, so it's not direct competition in that way. It's more competition, like maybe they're taking viewers, people that might otherwise be watching or paying for a UFC pay-per-view. Exactly. But again, much like they fleece the rosters of WEC and Pride. And Strikeforce. And Strikeforce. And fucking everything That's not, none of those people, they're they're in BKFC for a reason. Right. Right? They're not... None of those guys are looking to make an MMA transition at all. In fact, it's it's mostly going the other way. Right. Mostly going the other way. Maybe some of those okay. dudes do, but would they do anything in MMA? Probably not. I mean, it's completely different. So I don't think they'd shut it down. I just think they would try to make money off of it. I think, I think yeah, they could buy them up, but they would continue to put on BKFC shows. Yeah. Would they be as good, and would they be, um, you know... At, as exciting would they try and change a bunch of things i mean knowing the ufc they probably would try and change a whole bunch of stuff that makes it shitty but yeah well and to be honest endeavor has done the okay endeavor has let the ufc do the ufc's thing right right they didn't get involved with what the ufc was doing too much right probably some but not a lot not enough to bleed through onto the surface um they're saying that's what they're going to do with w WWE we'll have to watch and see him by we I mean neither me or you is going to watch that <laughs> no. shit um, no uh, no offense um, but when it comes to BKFC I do see them diversifying their portfolio adding it to their list and if it continues to do good then it's only going to help out their other products with you know the stock because they'll put them all together in the same fucking yeah, stock it will, option yeah, it will. and it'll fucking steal the fucking popularity off it. Like the yep. WWE is stealing the fucking popularity of the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I see the ending of this. And, and when that happens, it'll probably be a really fucking sad day. Yeah. Agreed. No, I mean, that's fairly prophetic. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right. So let's <clears throat> move on to spotlight fights. Spotlight fights. Spotlight fights. All right. Um, so we try to keep it to actually signed contracted fights. Exactly. It's always really good. Like even today I was looking through and there's mm-hmm. a lot of awesome rumored fights, mm-hmm. but try not to pay much mind to that until there's like some actual concrete. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, because you don't want to get too into the weeds of what if, what could be, what's going to happen kind of thing. And it hasn't even happened yet. Exactly. Um, so let's start out with Brandon Allen versus Bruno Silva for ABC five. Yeah. Bruno Silva just fought. Right. Looked really good. Looked really good. Um, Brandon Allen is one of my favorite prospects. Just recently fought. Yeah. He, he recently fought. Like I said, he's one of my favorite, um, prospects. He was really impressive. He submitted like a world champion jujitsu yeah. fighter. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And took, Took a lot of pun- or not a lot, but took a fair amount of punishment and went right through it. Was able to keep composed, get fucking you know, get yeah. his focus into the game and fucking find that W. So yeah, um, I 
I see Brendan Allen improving continuously, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's going to be a great fight. And I want to, I want to pick Allen, but <clears throat> certainly worried about Bruno Silva's power. That's that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking Allen is a fucking dog. That dude is a fucking dog. I don't want to count him out at all, but I do think that, you know, Bruno is probably the more tested. He's the more tested when it comes to, um, you know, um, the standing firefight and stuff. Um, even, you know, even negating takedowns and doing that, he's shown that he's pretty good with that too. So I think I would favor Bruno um, slightly, but that's going to be a fucking awesome fight. Yeah. Uh, second one, Ashley Evans-Smith versus Alien Perez. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an exciting matchup. Um and and I, I, I don't know who to go with on that. Like I'll be excited. I'll be really excited to watch that um, yeah, because I don't too. because I honestly don't know how that's going to play out. I so. know, I know. Alan Perez, um, you know, uh, fucking stand up striker, fucking throws bombs, has KOs and TKOs on her record, but uh, not the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Comes to win. She's just coming off a loss. Ashley Evan Smith, fucking legend. Yeah. Um, you know, also fucking durable, tough fighter. She's coming off a. She's had like, I think she's like one in three in her last four. But at the same time, she had some decisions against some really, you know, named opponents. And mm. some of those I thought she won. Right. That the, you know, the, they could have gone either way. Really close fights. So, um, yeah, it's really hard for me to pick the winner of that too. But I'm going to have to go. Um, Purely just for uh, personal reasons, I'm going to have to go with Ashley Evans-Smith. See, and, and if I picked her, it would be the exact same reason, yeah. just because I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and and why? Why are you a huge fan? Like, not only is she cute, but she had, like, my 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 opinion, the best women's fight in MMA history. <laughs> against who? You know against who. She fucking knocked out Fallon Fox. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. She fucking had a war with Fallon and fucking knocked her out and fucking, yeah. That was a good day. That was a great day. And Fallon never fought again. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and like I said, it's nothing against Fallon, you know, but it's, it's, yeah. Ashley Evan Smith is a fucking gangster. (laughs) She's fucking, yeah. She's, she's one of my favorite, if not my favorite female fighter of all time. So Mm -hmm. got to go with her. Got to. All right. I'm on there with you. Um, all right. Now, try to try to hold yourself for this one, okay? Josh Emmett <laughs> versus Ilya Taporia. I can't hold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is a this is huge. Uh, this man. fight is fucking huge. Yeah. So so Josh Emmett's coming off of a, a title eliminator mm-hmm. fight. Lost. So so he's right there. Yep. He, he did lose it. Yep. Um, and he lost to Yair. So yep. Yair rightfully gets his. His shot, um, Josh Emmett, <clears throat> right before that, fought Calvin Cater, and that was super close fight. Could have yep. gone either way. So yep. Emmett's right fucking there. Right at the top. Right fucking there. You beat and him, you're pretty much getting a title shot. 100%. Okay. So Ilya Tapiria has been one of my... The dark horse. <clears throat> he's been one of my favorite prospects for a while. Yeah. He's been one of my favorite fighters in that division since he knocked out Ryan Hall. Right. <laughs> and I'm just so happy to see that he's progressed and he still ha- he, he hasn't yeah. lost since then. He's gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a jump in competition. Oh, it is. It's a jump. It's a jump. 
but everything that he's done, all of his advancements that he's made in his last three or four fights lets me believe that he's ready for this. I really think I that he's ready for this. I agree, and I think he's going to win. I, I think he's going to win, too. And I think he's going to put Josh Emmett away. I do, too. I yep. really do. I think that he's got um, the technical ability. I think he's got the power. I think that, you know, in, in Emmett's last fight, he got caught standing still and throwing one, one or two punches over mm-hmm. and over again. If he does that against fucking... Taporia, it's going to be a fucking not Tepuria's, right out. Tepuria's has a really underrated ground game, too. Like, even if Josh Emmett decides he wants to try and wrestle in this one, like, Tepuria is no, is no fucking joke. No, I know. Like, yeah. he's coming for Ilya's that belt. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. And I was always wondering what the deal was with that because he's shown to have the skill, and then him and Patty had that whole little thing, and I was like, dude, he's got fucking hype now, and then they kind of just shoved him under the rug, mm-hmm. and they were just making him fight fights, but all the fights he was fighting, he was winning. Yep. And so now, here's his chance to get to go up there, and um, yeah, I'm really excited for this matchup. I'm I, I'm a Josh Emmett fan, too. Me uh, too. Don't get me, me wrong. Too. I like him, I re- uh, you know, and... Um, I really think that this is the type of fight that is good for both of these guys. This is going to make either Emmett um, have to commit himself to have to, you know I'm saying? He's not going to be able to fucking hang out and relax um, while he's fighting. And this is, and like I said before, I think Ely is ready for this. So, I mean, I, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I agree. I'm so stoked for it. Um, yes. UFC on ABC five apparently. Yep, exactly the same card as that uh, <laughs> Brendan Allen Bruno Silva fight. If you get a chance to look at that fucking card, dude, it is fucking stacked. When we get to that fucking point, it's 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 a couple months off. Okay. But when we get there, they are not fucking around. Nice. They're like the UFC's like trying to get. Well, they want to show viewership. out on ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well. That is the end of Spotlight Fights. We are moving on to the final segment of the show. The preview. The preview. Let's preview what we got coming up in the next couple weeks before we see you guys again. All right, let's talk about Ryzen 42. So, Ryzen um, having one of their um, name brand cards looks like it's going to be a fucking banger. Um, We have... Aoki Inouye versus Juan Archuleta, uh, Roberto Del Souza versus Spike Carlisle, um, and John Dotson. John Dotson Roberto also Satoshi. fighting on there. Yep. Um, yeah. So so Dotson names. Sorry. So Dotson gets to do bare knuckle fighting and Ryzen. Well, to be completely honest with you. Um, he did have that one bare knuckle FC fight, but I'm pretty sure that was just a one-off. Was it? It was yeah. fairly recently. It was, and he got a knockout. Yeah. But they didn't talk about any kind of, you know, um, another fight for him, and he was fighting on that Albuquerque card, and his boy Diego was making his debut on that card. So I think I think in all honesty, we'd probably see Diego fight again in BKFC before John Dotson. I don't I, ever want to see Diego fight again. I know, I know, I know. Me neither. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I would love to see John Dotson in BKFC as well, but I don't know if I don't know if he's going to end up going back. You know. No, there's some um, uh, Boca Banchamek. Yep. Um, that's that should be an awesome fight. I don't know his yep. opponent, but I know Boca. Yeah. He's yep. a fucking monster. Yep. Um, Roberto de Souza is going to be fighting. Okay, Inouye though. Yes. 
any relation? Yeah. Well, to Ensign anyway. N- well, back in the day. Okay, maybe. But here's the thing about it. Inoue is one of those like popular names in Japan. Gotcha. There's a lot of those fighters. Gotcha. But are they related? Probably. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, that should be good. And, you know, that's one thing I love about these fucking Ryzen cards is because, like, it has that real Japanese MMA feel. And I don't just mean, like, the participants in the card. I mean, like, you know, it's it's got kickboxing. It's got fights that have custom rules. We've got yep, yep. championships on the line. we got fighters from other promotions just going and taking one-offs. I mean, it is a fucking show on a show, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, it should be really, really good. And even a lot of the fighters that we're not too familiar with, um, you know, like we always say, I wouldn't be surprised if um, they end up, if I end up, uh, you know, catching an eye and having to, you know, find out when these guys are going to fight again and what's happening with them. And, you know, and basically just the cards, man. I'm telling you, like, a lot of these rising cards recently, they've really started clicking away. They've really found their, their momentum and their rhythm and the way that they put them together and just everything so this card looks like it's got some promise so i'm really excited well, that's awesome if it's not on at 1 a.m i'm really gonna try and catch it oh it's gonna be on at 1 a.m oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um all right um we got a boxing fight coming up uh canelo looks like he is uh doing he's got his own uh promotion gonna be boxing uh john Ryder. um yeah what do you think well, I don't know John Ryder. I obviously know Canelo. Right. Um, great fighter. M- might be getting a little long in the tooth for a boxing fighter at that lightweight class True. nowadays. True. I mean, the dude's got over 60 fucking fights. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And I, I just don't know John Ryder that well. I mean, right. or at all. I don't really know him either, but uh, I hope he takes Canelo's head off. So. Okay. Yeah. Not a Canelo fan. Uh, no, I'm just Triple G fan. <laughs> yeah, you know you don't like the fact that he got the nod over GGG uh, twice. Well, well, the last one he definitely won. Okay, <laughs> that was the fight he won. The other two, no, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, but then there's some other uh, f- boxing uh, fights on the card. Um, Julio Cesar Martinez versus uh, Batista. So um, it's also for a title, the World Flyweight WBC. So nice. Yeah, could nice. be good. Should be a good card. Yeah, on the zone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Um, Bellator 296. Uh, looks like it is in France, and the main event is Gegard Mousasi versus Fabian Edwards, the champ's brother. Really? Yes. That's very interesting. Yep. Brett Primus also on the card. Looks like it is a part of a tournament. Um fight uh premise is having um douglas douglas lima, lima. Yep. yep i see that um t-balt goatee yeah like he's uh yeah he's yeah he's french yeah 100%. so that'll be good he's good to fight in his backyard that's nice yeah exactly um so okay musasi and edwards though yes yes Leon Edwards' brother. That's yes, right. Okay, Edwards, right. Uh, that's right. Okay, so Leon Edwards' brother fights for Bellator. Mm-hmm. He's fighting Musasi. Yep. He's fighting him at middleweight. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. I I don't. 
Musaski's been so hit or miss lately. I don't even know, man. I know, I know, which is really the thing. If you were to just look at these two fighters, um, what they've accomplished, who they fought, what their records are, um, it would heavily lean towards Musasi. Oh, yeah. But when you take a look at performances of what's happened, um, Edwards is the one that has the momentum carrying over right now. Yeah. So is it Edwards' time? Can Musasi turn back? Another challenger? Uh, we will find out. I'm, we, I mean, Masas has been fighting for a long, long time, man. Yeah. So we'll see what he's got left in the tank. Yeah, exactly. The one good thing is that he's uh, close to uh, home, fighting from home, you know? Right. Holland and right. that, so yep. not much of a trip, per se. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I d- I'm glad you told me I did not know that was Leon Edwards' brother. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to UFC 288. So that will be on Saturday um, from Newark, New Jersey. Main event, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Cejudo coming out of retirement. Yep. <clears throat> Try and take the, bait, the belt from Aljamain Sterling, mm-hmm. a belt that he relinquished when he retired. Right. Right, because that's... That started the whole Aljamain Peter Yan thing. They yep. when they originally fought, well, they fought for the vacant belt, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I thought Peter Yan had fought before that one. That, but you're right. No, that was for right. For sure. That's yeah. what was so controversial about that whole thing because since it was a DQ, no one should have been awarded the belt necessarily because right. nobody had it. But they gave it to Aljamain. Anyway, well, <clears throat> ended up not mattering anyway because Aljamain won the next fight. Um and yeah, uh, Henry Cejudo feels like he's gonna. I don't. I don't know. I, You're picking Cejudo. I'm not. Yeah, I'm so not. Um, I'm. I'm really not. I, I generally don't pick fighters that come off of three year layoffs. <laughs> um, and Aljamain has looked good. Like he's looked really good. So yeah. Um, he's he's been active. Uh, yeah, he's. He's a great wrestler, which is usually where Henry Cejudo um, beats people is in the wrestling. I know he's going to try and pretend that he's going to rely on his striking, but Aljamain's so long and so tall. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got Aljamain all the way in this one. All right. Um, I am definitely taking Cejudo in this fight. Okay. Um, especially the longer that, the closer that we get to it, the more I'm like, yeah, before I was like, no, nah, I think I'm taking Henry, but now I'm 100% of taking Henry. Um, I think that Aljamain definitely has the grappling grappling ability to, uh, you know, probably keep up um, or, you know, stay on par with uh, somebody as um, decorated of a wrestler as Henry Sudo. But, yeah, I don't think that Henry's going to be using much of his wrestling. I think that he's going to be using it to negate any kind of wrestling from Aljo. Aljo being the longer, taller of the fighter, it's going to be harder for him to work submissions in against the shorter um, fighter. And I think that um, Henry is going to, um, you know, put hands on him. And Aljo is questionable when it comes to he's had he's been knocked out before. Um, and so, not that he's questionable, he's he's tough, but at the same time, he has been fucking, had his lights turned out before. And, um I uh, wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened again. Maybe not so much of a knockout, maybe more of a TKO, because that seems to be more Henry style. So I'm thinking pseudo by TKO. 
<laughs> based on his last performance against Dominic Cruz? No, no, based <laughs> on um, his uh, uh, pedigree, based on the the uh, fact that um, he has fought um, when he was fighting three years ago. Um, he fought all of the best that he could. He was fighting different weight divisions, um, and so it's just really hard for me to count somebody like that out. I think that Aljo, he's proven a lot. He's, he's shown to everybody that he's the champ after there was a lot of questions about it. Um, all that to be said, I think there is still some big question marks. Henry's question mark is whether or not he's going to resemble the old Henry. If he resembles the old Henry, I think it's bad night for Aljo. If he doesn't, maybe Aljo's going to be able to work him. I'm picking that it's not. I think that he's probably done pretty well with himself while he's been gone. I don't think he's been, like, too inactive. He's been training with the Dagestani guys. He's been training with all these different, you know, people, John Jones, all the rest of that. And so he's training John Jones. I'm just saying that I think he's been active. I, I think that Henry Sudo is one of those type of people that won't get involved unless he's pretty sure and he'll do everything to make it so that he's pretty sure. And if he thinks that he's ready, then I think he's ready. And so I'm, I'm going to go. <clears throat> so Henry Cejudo gifted a decision against Mighty Mouse to get the belt. Then TJ Dillashaw draws himself super, super dry right. to make weight. And then Henry Cejudo beats a super drained TJ Dillashaw. Right. Then it moves up and fights Marlon Moraes. Yes. Which he was losing that fight until he knocked him out. But yep. everybody knocks out Marlon Moraes. Well, like, not at that time. Like, no, e- even at that time. <laughs> even at that time, everyone was knocking him out. And then and then Dominic Cruz. So, yeah, even before he was inactive, he was inactive. Like, he just, he just wasn't fighting anybody that was actually competing for, you know... The, the best in their in their division basically is what I'm getting at so um, yeah I think much like Ryan Garcia he's way too high on himself and is going to get a rude awakening I mean yeah there's definitely that possibility um, I think the difference you know I really wouldn't want to compare the Garcia fight or the Garcia tank fight to this fight because you have an under underdeveloped guy seeing if he could reach up and if it's time for him to take that belt or take that, um, you know, win, whatever, take those, that recognition rather. Um, whereas with this, it's different. Um, I think that, um, Henry is, um, very methodical. He's not, he's not the type of guy that's going to go out there just because he believes that he can do it and he's going to do it. He's very, you know, crossing his T's, dotting his I's. When he fought Marlon, um, it was for the title. Marlon at that time was a scary dude. He was he knocked out Aljo. He was looking like the world beater that came over from World Series of Fighting. And I remember watching that fight and thinking, Henry Sudo is fucking crazy for taking this fight. And, and, and he knocked him out. TKO'd him. And I was just like, what the fuck happened? Um, when he fought Dominic Cruz, I mean, Dominic Cruz... You know, not the same version that he was before, but not the same version that he's been recently, three years ago, Dominic Cruz. Um, you know, thought he looked really well in that fight. Um, yeah, the DJ fight, you could, I agree that it, it could have it gone either way. And like I said, when I was watching it, I thought DJ won it. 
but all things that could be considered, all those question marks that you bring up, I would bring up just as many question marks on Aljo's side, you know, from the first Yon fight to, um, you know, um, you know, uh, his most recent win when he fought, um, what's his face? Um, what's the guy's name who he just fought? Um, fucking, I remember his. I, I got it. It was. It was... <clears throat> T.J. Dillashaw. T.J. Dillashaw, exactly. Um, you know, I think he looked good in that fight, but T.J. was like, whatever, falling apart um, kind of dude. Um, the biggest thing that Aljo has proven in these last two or three years that he's been fighting while Cejudo hasn't was that he's got really, really good backpack, uh, you know, grappling. Yeah, submitted Corey Sanhagen in a minute. Yeah, he did. He did. And that was a different Corey Sandhagen. I think if they fought today, I don't know if, you know, I don't think that would be the same fight. Because um, that that was, yeah, that was, it was a little bit different of a version. Uh, that Corey Sandhagen today is fucking way more, um, I think he's just way more, like, skilled with what he knows, with what's going on. He's way able to, that fight that he had versus Cheeto, being able to, constantly throw all those feints i mean he didn't repeat shit in that whole they fought for fucking 25 minutes and he didn't repeat anything mm -hmm. he kept fucking him thinking the whole time so i would really i really would like to see that um but yeah um yeah i think i think you could i think you could draw it up however you want um i do see that the three years being off is a big it's a big deal and as you get older it's a really big deal because you never know um, how somebody's going to come back, and more than likely, they're not going to come back in the same version that they were before. The one good thing about it is, like, this reminds me of, like, GSP when he came back to fight Michael Bisbee. That's what this feels like. <laughs> it got, does. He got pretty fucked up in that fight. He did. He did. But he ended up winning the fight. He did. And so did. that's sort of how I see this fight being, is that we have one guy, a little more proven, you know, a um, little more, uh, was able to accomplish a little bit more um, when he was at the top, coming back to fight Aljo, who is the current champion. But, you know, there's still some, there's still some glaring holes with Aljo. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, when I listen to, when I listen to interviews um, with Aljo, I, I, you know, most recently I just listened to an interview from a couple days ago with Aljo and he was still talking about the Peter, the first Peter Yawn fight in the knee. And not that anybody asked him any questions about it. It was like <laughs> he circled back to it. So my thought was like, okay, like he's, he realizes that the best version of Aljo is when Aljo isn't talking, when everybody counts him out. And then he comes out and shows like that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he shows that he's the, you know, that he's got promise that he's, you know, a, a real fighter that he, all those things. Um, when Aljo does a lot of talking, um, and is up there, you know, being, uh, boisterous and doing a lot of that, it really makes me wonder where he's at mentally with the thing. So, um, that, and also, like I said, being in that same mindset, like nobody is talking about the first Yon fight. I don't know anybody that's talking about it, but it's still in his head. <laughs> Why is it still in his head? I don't know, but <clears throat> it's a little interesting. So you don't hear any of that with Henry. Henry's not talking about what he did three years ago. Henry Henry is completely focused on Aljo and, and this fight. And my whole thing is that 
my only worry is that if he does win this fight against Aljo, if he does win this fight against Aljo, is he just going to fucking retire again? Yeah. God fucking damn it. It is. <laughs> this is literally like GSP versus Michael Bisbing. That's literally what this is. Yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but, um, you know, the first person he'd have to fight if he beat Aljo, Mareb Davashvili. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> so not good stylistically. No, no, no. not Horrible good at all. Matchup. Yeah. Um, um. <clears throat> but moving on, cause the card is awesome. Um, yep. We were talking about uh, who Burns was going to be fighting, and it turns out he's going to take a short notice fight against Bilal Muhammad. Is there a more bittersweet fight than this one? No. No. I don't think there is. <laughs> no. I know. It's like the fight that you want to see. It's just like, not now. Like, right now, I don't want to see it. You well, know? One of these guys should have the belt when they're fighting. 100%. Like... One of these guys should be fighting for the belt. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Either one of these one. guys could be fighting uh, yeah. for the belt. I don't care which one. Yeah. You pick. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that these two are fighting each other and fucking Colby is going to get a fucking title shot is just short of fucking... Having not fought either one criminal. of these guys. Yeah, just short of criminal. Yeah. We should have Dana White coming in and being like, that's fucking illegal. <laughs> like, like, literally. Uh, dude. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. Um, <coughs> well, who you got? Fuck. I know. It's tough, Jesus man. That's a coin Christ, toss. dude. I know. Literally. It literally is a fucking coin toss. I know. Because I don't know if Burns is going to be able to get off and do anything fucking... Like, he's not going to be able to look as good as he's looked in some of his last fights because Bulal is way more fucking, um, like, developed all around. Like, his all-around game is fucking way more developed, so it's not going to be like that. His, if any... his defensive wrestling has improved leaps and bounds. 100%. And, and that's... That's why I, th I feel like I give him the slight edge because I don't think Burns can get him down. No, yeah, exactly. Um, Burns may be able to... See, that's the thing. is Even if he catches him on the feet, like Bilal's been hit but with a lot of shots on the feet and nothing that has been like rocked him, you right. know? Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to favor Bilal by decision. It's going to decision. You know yeah, that, right? It's, yeah, it's going to decision. I mean... Yeah. All things considered, unless one of these guys pulls out a fucking karate fucking crane kick or some kind of weird fucking shit that nobody expected to see, you know? It's not for a title and it's not the main event. You think it's five rounds? No. Probably oh. not. Fuck, is it? It seems like I remember fucking Dana saying that it was for five rounds. I hope... I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's better to fight around? I really don't want to. I want. I want. I want this to be over, and I want whoever wins this to fight for the title. That's what I want. I'm just. I'm just calling. <laughs> I just think it's gonna be. It's. It's gonna be such a close fucking fight. It's gonna be like 48, 47 if it is a five round fight, or it's gonna be 29, 28, or maybe even a split if it's a three round fight. I think a three round fight favors Gilbert Burns. Um, he just fought pretty recently, um, so. You know, I, I think the chances of him stealing two out of three rounds are better than the chances of him stealing three out of five. Okay. Because just because, and I'm only saying that because I know these rounds are going to be so fucking close. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And they're going to be the type of fights where you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to advocate for how you score it. You know no, straight <laughs> up. You're like, well, he landed 13. He's like, well, he landed 12, but yeah. he did hold him up against the That's going to be, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be a tat, lot like. of weighing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably how I see it. 
God damn it. This sucks, dude. I mean, let's be honest. It's a great fight. Don't get me wrong. It's a great fight. Stylistically, like, it's fucking top tier. But, like, it's a, it's such a cop-out. It's such a fucking cop-out. Yeah, have these it, two it fight is. each other it with is. everything else going on? It, the, the fight should have been either one of these guys versus Colby should yeah. have been the fight. And the other one gets the title shot. Exactly. 100%. All right, um, and then we got uh, Andrade versus Jan. Should be a great fight. What do you What do you think about that? I that's, I don't I don't know. Andrade seems to be the favorite. She she does, but is she is she on the downward? Like she hasn't won her last couple of fights. I know she always fights top top opposition, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's either fighting for the title mm-hmm. or she's fighting like the number one or number two ranked. Yeah. Person. Yeah. So her last fight, she lost against Blanchfield, right? Blanchfield fucking submitted her in the second round. Right. And that was huge. That was awesome. That was huge. Um, But before that, she fought Murphy, and she fucking beat the shit out of Murphy. Okay. You remember that? Yep. She just boxed her ears in. Yep. Um, And then before that, she submitted Lamos, who was like the fucking one of the top challengers at that time. Um yeah, um, but Jan has fucking some of the best wrestling um, in her weight division. I mean, you know, control, um, tough. Um, she's got fairly good striking. Andras way better of the two as far as striking goes. But the thing about it is that Andras is one of those fighters that, like, if she shows up, she's a fuck. She's the fucking female Vanderlei Silva. If she doesn't, it's like some fucking buddy brought a fucking practice dummy. You know, um, well, because I was just watching quickest title finishes earlier this morning, mm-hmm. and um, she she got fucked up. Yeah, by Whaley Zhang. Whaley, yeah, Zhang exactly. Whaley. Yeah, and that and that that way that she performed, that Andrade performed in that fight, reminds me of a lot of how she performed against Blanchfield. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like that same type of like disconnected, like not really all there showing up. Right. You know, and not that Blanchfield did anything wrong. Blanchfield fucking, you know, looked amazing. I'm just saying that like Andrade wasn't that like fucking goalie getting your face and fucking knock your head off type of fucking fighter right. in that last fight. Right. Um, yeah. So if I think I'm gonna have to go yawn. I really am. I think, I, think, I, am too. I think that's just the safer bet out of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> she's not the odds on favorite. So I might throw some money down on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't be bad. Definitely by decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um. So we did. We were supposed to have uh, Bryce Mitchell fight on here, but it's um, not. He's it's out. not. Yep. Diego uh, Lupez is taking his spot to fight uh, Movasar. Movasar. Evloev. Evloev. Yeah. yeah. I can only remember his last name, Evloev. Yeah. And he's and he's an exciting prospect. Maybe exciting is too strong of a word, but he's 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 on a tear. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. He's yeah. he's on a tear. He's moving up. Like I said, they may not all be exciting wins, but um, but boy, this is a, this is a real unknown. I don't know this Diego Lupus. Um, he's got a good record too. What is he like, fifteen and two or something like that? It's a, yeah, he's twenty one and five. But it says okay. that he's the number two featherweight in Mexico. Okay, I mean, we just saw Fernando Padilla come in and wreck shop on Julian Rosa. So yeah. we'll see. It's really short notice. I guarantee the odds. I, it's probably like 300 plus 300 for Evloya right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and and so yeah, he'll probably win. But I'm excited to see what happens. How, Me too. How Diego handles it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing about it with these type of fights when the fighters coming in, you know, like a a proven talent, um, regional proven talent comes in. Um, anything can happen, yeah. right? He's yeah. He's got the whole... He has nothing to lose. He's got the whole world that he's looking at, and if he can fucking just capitalize at one moment, he can end up fucking taking that shit. Well, he and we've have, seen it. Yeah, and he doesn't even have time to worry about it. Like, no, He exactly. just found out, like, yesterday yeah. that he's fighting, yeah. this, and that's this weekend, so... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Also on this card, uh, Kron Gracie making his... The return of Kron. How long has he been out? Like... Over three years, that's okay. for sure. Okay. Well, Henry Zuda was still okay. fighting when he fucking left. <laughs> well, I'm betting on Charles Jordan for this one. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. If I was going to bet on this, I would bet on Kron. But not not because to win, because he's... Jordan is the favorite, and Jordan is a fucking stand-up striker. Like, that's his thing. That's true. And you know what I'm saying? No, that's and, true. And Kron can fucking tie him. If he can, if he can tie him up and not get caught, it's probably going to be bad news for him. No, so. he's he's a Gracie through and through. If yeah. he gets you done, he's going to fucking submit you. And you're right. You're right. I mean, that's an, that's, that's an interesting matchup. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, and Kron's tough because remember even when he uh, his last fight, which was like, whatever fucking long well, time that's ago why i'm trying to fought, I don't even think i remember his he last fought fight. um he fought um uh cub swanson and cub swanson boxed him up do you remember that oh that's right yeah 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 and so he was trying it looked like he was trying to like fight and strike but he wasn't able to get his ground game working against Swan Swanson. Right. I hadn't wanted no problem with that and he was eating him up on the feet yeah and that's why he's been gone for so long so I'm interested to see what Kron looks like. Is he coming back just for a paycheck? Is he coming back just so that that last fight isn't the, his last UFC performance? Or is this guy going to show us something? Uh, he might just have to fulfill his contract so he can go do whatever else he wants to do. You know That's what I mean? true. That's true, too. Right? Yeah, because the UFC ain't going to budge on Well, depends on who you are, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah, Drew Dober is going to knock Favola out. <laughs> He's gonna knock him the fuck out, and I like Matt Favola, but he's he's a fun guy. But dude, yeah, yeah, dude, I know, <laughs> like, I know. If you don't, Dober, Dober if you don't end, bomb, I know. Dude. If you don't end Dober, he's fucking, he's he's taking your lunch money. So and he can take him too. I, know. I mean, we've seen him against a few people get getting you know pieced up, but he'll he'll find it, he'll land it, and he'll knock you the fuck out, dude. I know, I know. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, our boy Injeku. Yep, Injeku. Inject. I don't know. Injeku yeah. and Devin Clark. I think that's a good matchup. Yeah. You know, props to Mick Maynard. I think that's a really good matchup. Yeah, I me think, too. Me too. I think both those guys are right around the same um, places in their careers. I think this is like who who moves up and who stays down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would definitely favor Kennedy. I mean, he is the favorite, but I would just I'd favor him. I, both these guys are uh, predominantly strikers, but yeah. um, Kennedy's got more of the power. So, um, or I would lean Agreed. his way for the power. So, yeah, I would go that way. Speaking of power, uh, Chaos Williams is going to be fighting against uh, Ronaldo Bendoya. I don't know who the hell that either. is. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I can't I can't say anything because I don't know who he is. So. Me neither. Um, yeah. Oh, Marina Rodriguez versus Verna Jandaroba. Yeah, Jandaroba. It's been a while since I've seen her fight. Um, 
she's fucking tough. Maria Rodriguez is Marina Rodriguez is fucking tough too. I'm gonna go for Verena though. So Marina Rodriguez um was on a tear mm-hmm. and she was moving up. She even beat Shaonan Yan. It was a split decision, but then she got TKO'd by Amanda Limos. Yep. Yep. So it, it's kind of yeah. There's a, there's a lot of MMA math, MMA math going on at the top of that division because it's like so and so can beat so and so, but not so and so. But yeah. fighter C beats fighter A. Like yep. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, um, Verena just uh, well not just but uh, last year got a uh, decision win over Angela Hill, who now I, Angela Hill has to be above. Verena in the rankings. I'm pretty sure she's like towards the top. She is so. because she fights more than any other UFC fighter on the roster. 100%. Straight up, yeah. dude. So a loss really doesn't hold her back, especially when she loses one to win three. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, but still, but she still got a win over a year ago. So, um, yeah, all things considered, I mean, I think that, yeah, I like Verena in that fight. Okay. Um, what about the rest of the card as we get into the prelims? Anything look good? Uh, your boy, Phil Haas, is going to be fighting. Um, this fucking dude, this fucking Kazakhstani dude, I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name, but that dude is a fucking, that dude's a savage. That should be a good fight. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm going with the savage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I do like, like Phil Haas, but he got fucked up by Roman Delizze, and I'm not sure he's I'm not sure Still he's back. ready. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure he's ready to come back from yeah, that. Exactly. Should be good. All right. Um, moving on, we got UFC Fight Night: Rosenstruck versus Almeida. This is, um, I believe, this is an ABC card. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. A- you, okay, technically, UFC on ABC four is what it says. Yes. So there have been three previous. UFC on ESPN. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. So really quick, just as we talk about these fights, like look at look at the card. So we got Rosenstruck versus Almeida. I think there was supposed to be another fight. Wasn't there supposed to be a different? Wasn't this supposed to be um um fucking? Seems like somebody else was supposed to be fighting on this card. There was supposed to be a different fucking um. In different main event? Yeah, different main event. Mm, um, yeah, but Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker, uh, D-Rod versus Ian Gary, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela, <laughs> Angela Hill, Hill. <laughs> fucking Tim Means versus Alex Morano, Matt Brown versus Court McGee, Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman. I mean, dude, this whole fucking card. Like, like our boy Olberg is Ivo fighting. Potera. I know, yep. fighting fucking, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, Brian Battle, your boy. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, there is a bunch of fights on this card. So they're, yeah, they're they're stacking. Them up. They're stacking it for ABC. Yeah, yeah. they want to make sure that they get a lot of eyes on. Um, and and good on them. We as fans get to appreciate that. I mean, Reap as long the as benefits. yeah, as long as they're good fights. Um, I'm fully aboard the Jalton Almeida hype train. I think he's going to I think he's going to finish Charzinho Rosenstrike. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Thing about Rosenstrike is that motherfucker's got some power. Like he'll get beat up, but fucking you can't count him out until it's he over. He does. 
but so does Almeida. Yeah. Like since he's yeah. moved up to heavyweight, I think he's really embraced that bulk that he put on to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, but still, I think either TKO or submission. I think Almeida's getting the finish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah. Um. Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker, <laughs> I don't know, could go either way. Uh, Anthony Smith is notorious for not showing up to fights. Johnny Walker is notorious for getting blown out by the wind. So getting knocked out by the wind. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, that could either be really exciting for really quick or boring for the whole fight. It really could. Um, really could. D Rod versus Ian Gary. Love this fight. Love it a lot. Me I think. too. I got Machado. I I figured you did. Yep. Um. I really want to go. I really want to go D Rod. I do. Yeah, I'm gonna go D Rod. I'm gonna go D Rod in it. I just that dude's fucking tough. He's got really good stand up. Ian Ian Gary's got really good stand up too. Don't get me wrong, but like he had a war in his last fight and fucking I don't know. Well, so. he, he won by TKO. Yeah, he did. He did. He's, it was a war, but yeah, he's still he undefeated. <laughs> um. Yeah, I yeah I'm I'm again all aboard the Ian Machado Gary hype train. I feel like a lot of the fighters on this card are making a really quick turnaround. So Machado just fought um, March, right? And so he gets two months. I mean, good for him. I mean, a lot of fighters say they need a three month training camp, but whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill. I I think that's it's huge for Angela Hill. It is. Right. It like, is. And could she beat Mackenzie Dern? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. She could. Um, thing about it is that since Dern has come back um, from having her kid, um, she hasn't been nearly that submission ace. Not that her submission has suffered. It's just she's been more willing to, um, you know, stand in exchange, um, you know. Angel's, kinda... Angel's the better striker. Well, yeah, exactly. But... What I'm saying is it seems like before when Mackenzie was first fighting, she was always like looking for that submission really quick. And now she's a lot more about like hanging out and see what happens, hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, um, I'd like to see Angela win. Um, I think that, uh, Dern is probably the favorite. There is no odds, at least right now. Right. Um, so yeah. What do you think? I think the only way Dern wins is if she gets Angela on the ground. So it's really going to depend on if Angela Hill's takedown defense stacks up. Because if it does, she's going to point fight Mackenzie Dern all night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She'll box her up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got Tim Means, the Dirty Bird versus Alex <laughs> Morano. Uh, that was a great fight. Uh, that, that's a fight for the fans. Yeah. For sure. That's going to be fireworks. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. I don't care who wins. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think I'd favor Alex in that fight. I'm a big Dirty Bird fan. I just, I don't know. I think his be I think his better days are behind him. I really do. I think they are too. But who was it that surprised me by beating Morono recently? Ponzinibbio knocked yeah. him the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll exactly. see. Yeah. Yeah. You think that means is punching like Ponzinibbio? You no. Think, you think Morano's is a chinny? No, but the Dirty Bird, like he gets in there with elbows. He gets in there with yeah. knees. Yeah. You can mix it up. I, I just think it's going to be bloody. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't care. <laughs> I mean, Let's be honest. Somebody's probably going to get fucked up. Okay? <laughs> They're going to beat the yeah. shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we got the fucking... We got the old-timers old, fight. Old-time old fight. Yeah. Matt Brown, Court McGee. Um, 
two guys that I can't believe are still fighting. Dude. Um, again, not really sure I care who wins this fight. Like, neither one of these guys are going anywhere. Neither one of these guys are on winning streaks. Um, and, I, I mean, I, and you know Matt Brown's going to bring the fight. I just don't know that Court McGee will. Court McGee throughout his career has been more of a point fighter, kind of a defensive counterpuncher type thing. So True. I think if Matt Brown can make it dirty, I think he wins. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go Court McGee. I think that you're right. I think if he can make it dirty, he, he will win it. Um, you know, the last time I believe that Matt Brown won was against Diego Sanchez. Is that correct? Yeah. No. He beat um, Lima. All right. Douglas Lima. No, not Douglas. Diego. Lima. Diego Lima. Yeah, he beat Diego Lima. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think there's. I don't think Brown has anything left. I really. That's where I'm at with it, and I think that. You know, Cor McGee, um, in his last three, uh, he's he won two or three, lost his last one against Wells. Um, I think that he's probably just has enough in the tank to uh, grind out the decision. Okay, and but he lost to Condit right before that. Before that one? Yeah. Yeah, but so did Brown. That's my point, though. Like, <clears throat> neither, none of these guys have anything left. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But I'm just saying that all things considered... Um, I think that Brown, it seems like, has had more of a considerable drop-off than right. McGee. Okay. Um, Carl Williams, Chase Sherman should be a good fight. I would favor Carl Williams in that fight. So, again, am, am, am I wrong here? Is Chase Sherman... No. Okay. I had him confused with somebody else. Um, I thought he had fought a lot more recently than that, but I guess not. Dude, I'll be honest with you. Time's fucking... We got so many fucking cards all the time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could have seemed... Remember, what was it? Last show, a couple shows ago, when we were like, yeah. dude, it had to have happened this year, and it didn't, and it happened. <laughs> no, Do you remember? I, know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those kind of things. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't care about either one of those heavyweights. Hopefully, it's just not sloppy. Hopefully, somebody ends it early, so we don't have to go through one of those <laughs> super sloppy third rounds. Right. And then, we're both taking Uber, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely taking yeah. Carlos Olberg. Yeah. I think he's one of the, uh, he's he's moving up, dude. Yeah. Um. And then I mean, yeah, I'll be rooting for Brian Battle. Yeah. I will be. Yep. Yeah, I'll be rooting for Pete Rodriguez. That's for sure. P Rod. Yep. All right. With that, we have moved to one fight night ten. From fucking Broomfield, Colorado, this Friday night. We're going to be there. <laughs> We're going to be there. We're going to fucking we, be there. We are making the trip to All Denver. Right. We are going to go see it at the Broomfield Event Center. Um, we got VIP passes. We're going to get blood on our motherfucking <laughs> faces. All right? We're going to be right there. We, and Will's we... going to be doing the Just Bleed Dude. <laughs> I'm going to paint my chest. <laughs> um... No, it, sh- it should be it should be awesome. Um, we'll have a lot to go over when we get back. Let you guys know how um, fights are live, what it's like being there, what's it, what it's like, you know, um, feeling the whole event. And um, you know, we got we got VIP passes, so we'll see what kind of extra shit we got. We'll see what kind of fighters we can meet. Hopefully, we can get some 
Oh, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Shit. Seeing how many fighters from Colorado were at that BKFC event. That's fucking, true. Dude, yep. I mean, so many of them. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. I'm gonna bring my glasses just so I can fucking see. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, uh, the, the early prelims will be on YouTube. The main card will be on Amazon Prime. Um, so maybe if there's any crowd shots, maybe you'll see us out there. Maybe, but. maybe you will. <laughs> maybe. All right. Um, DJ versus Ad- Adriano Moraes. Three. Three. Yep. That's the tiebreaker, right? Yep. Um, so this is what concerns me. Um, you might not still have it up, but this is one's first American card. Exactly. So one has different rules. Yes. They allow soccer kicks. They yes. allow kicks and knees to a dominant yes. opponent. Um, most American-based promotions do not, even though the... Even though it is actually allowed, right? But the commissions don't usually adopt those rules. Exactly. So I'm concerned because I've seen many one cards where these techniques are utilized. Right. So I'm hoping <clears throat> the Denver Athletic Commission or the Colorado Athletic Commission actually lets them. Oh yeah, they're going to. So here's okay. the thing. So here's the thing. So. Um, I had looked it up uh, beforehand, and um, Colorado agreed to have. They're the only state that was open to having one hap- come over, and they were like, "You're gonna keep your rules, okay?" Then we have um, people from like ABC, and I don't mean like American Broadcast System. I mean like American Boxing fucking whatever um commission fuck association of boxing commission oh, fuck those guys yeah exactly um we have uh what's his what's his name uh mike mazuli okay fuck you fuck mike, mike mazuli yeah so mike get your Mazzulli. boxing ass out of my mma okay 100 percent. he's like these knees to the grounded opponent is dangerous i don't know why colorado is letting colorado's like fuck you and guess what <laughs> fuck you all right two fuck yous three fuck yous from colorado all all in your face mike mazuli you're a fucking bitch and that's that's all i gotta say about it so, yeah no okay good i'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that yeah. way to go fucking colorado yeah, dude yeah yeah so um yeah so anyways uh yeah so who do you got <clears throat> Uh, oh man, there's so much going on here, right? Because we talked know. about whether or not DJ think it's thinks it's a rivalry, whether or not he's going to retire after mm-hmm. this. Um, which I was really wanting to pick DJ until I started thinking about all that, and I might have to swing Adriano, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The younger of the two, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a safe bet. Um, I think all things considered, I think I'm going to have to go DJ. I think he's getting his mindset ready in the right place where he needs to be. Um, I am confident in that. I don't know how confident Adriano's going to be after coming back from getting knocked out. Um, right. So I'm going to lean toward DJ. Okay. Uh, Rod Tang versus Edgar... Tabares. Yeah, I'm going Rod Fucking Tang. Fucking Rod Tang. <laughs> Rod Tang. Young. Yeah. yeah, that dude's... Yeah. I love watching this dude fight, dude. Yeah. He's... Yeah. It's... it's 
it's I don't know even know how to explain it. Like I seen this dude stand hands down, just letting his opponents punch him because he's he's just so built that like it it really doesn't hurt him, and everything he throws hurts. Yeah. Whether it's a leg kick, whether it's a body kick, he's extremely technical. Um, he's supremely confident. <clears throat> and I mean, unless we see another Jonathan Haggerty situation. No, I think, um, yeah, I think Rod Tang's going to, I think he's going to get a finish. Yeah, no, me too. Yep. Uh, what do you got in the grappling match? Mikey versus Osama. Musumeci. Well, I only know Mikey Musumeci because he, because we watched him before. We watched right. him get the belt right. for one submission right. grappling. I don't really know this um, o- Osama Yeah, me, guy. I don't know. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, Al-Mar- go with what I know, which is Mikey. And I think, I think Mikey gets, I don't think he'll get a submission, though. I think he'll get it on points and position. Probably. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Um, yeah, I don't have a dog in the fight. I just hope that it's entertaining. But how lucky are we, and how good are you going to feel if you get to meet Stamp Fairtex, bro? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, dude, that would be fucking amazing. I mean, she's probably just, like, fucking that small. <laughs> know, but, but, yeah, exactly. i give her a big-ass hug. Um, yeah, Stamp Fairtex versus Alase Anderson. Um yeah, dude, I got stamp all day. I got stamp all fucking all day, All fucking day. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. On the, what do you think about uh, Sage making his return? You uh, go for that? I, I hope they give him a winnable fight. Doesn't mean he's going to win. I just hope they don't throw him in there with a fucking killer. You know what I mean? I don't know if Ahmad is a killer. Ahmed is a killer or not. I don't know. But... I don't know if Sage is like mentally like really ready. Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, he's um, older now. He is older, um, but I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see Nate Sage. I'm stoked. Like, yeah, just to be, just to be there, win or lose, I'll be stoked. No, I, I'm excited to see him come back. I really am. Um, I want to see what's gonna happen, but I don't know if I could favor him. I'll be honest with you. Ong Lang Sang, Fan Rong. I got saying. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, what about DeRitter versus... Uh... So that's just submission grappling, right? So I don't know what to make of that. Because oh, Renee yeah, DeRitter, he's... Oh, yeah, it is submission grappling. He's the MMA champ, right? Yeah, yeah. So I honestly don't know what to make of that. I, that's what I like about one, though, is like you can do these fillers. Yep. Like, yep. you know, maybe brush up on your skills while you're waiting for your next... Well, not just that, but after you get fucking knocked <laughs> out, like, viciously, like DeRitter did in his last fight, it's good uh, to come back yeah. to a grappling fight. You know I'll what I'm saying? Bet. I'll yeah. bet. That's a good... Yeah. Get back in there and uh-huh. get a fucking... Be competitive when you don't have to worry about your fucking face getting fucking smashed in. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Ty Ruotolo, though. Okay. Okay. That's that's probably a safe bet. Um, I'm going to go with DeRitter. He just seems like the type of guy that will come back and have something to prove, and so... Um, you know, as much as he was able to accomplish before he got knocked out in that fight. And even in that fight, he was still, um, you know, trying to be competitive. Just, dude, fucking Malachi was fucking, was that his name? Malakin. Yeah, Malakin was fucking, that dude was. That dude's impressive. Punishing. Punishing. So, the thing is, is that Ruotolo is a very recent world champion jiu-jitsu practitioner. Right. Like, recently won the world champ, the goal of the world championships. Uh, you know okay. what? 
I think I just realized R- Rulatello is that one of the brothers? Is there are they the brothers? The Rulatello the, the brothers. The brothers Rulatello, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go with him too cuz I'm pretty sure we seen him um when his brother fought or his brother had a grappling match on the same card and he ended up fucking Cade. Getting, yeah, Cade. Yeah. Yep. And he got and Ty got a fucking nasty submission. One of the most nastiest fucking yeah. submissions I had ever seen. So yeah, now that you say that, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, they they yeah. both won last year in their yeah. weight class. They both w- took the world championships in their weight class. The Abu Dhabi World Championships, oh, mind wow. you. Yeah. Um they train under Andre Galval. Yeah, you sold me. I'm I'm taking Rotella. Yeah. 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 All right. Um yeah. Rest card looks good. We got a female Muay Thai fight. Um our girl Buntan. Jackie, Jackie Buntan. Jackie Button. Yeah, versus uh Martin. DeAndre Martin. Yeah. yeah. So, um I mean, that'll be interesting. I, I I love those Muay Thai fights. Yeah. Um we've seen um Buntan fight before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be losing my mind when Rod Tank comes out, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking insane. I'm gonna shake his hand, see if he can see if he breaks my hand. <laughs> Just put put the knuckles out, dude. Just do put it. The knuckles. Do it. Like bam. I don't know if I got the balls to do that. <clears throat> I probably do it anyway and just take pictures and be like, Woo. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, great, great. Awesome. We get to be there live. We'll let you guys know all about it, and we'll see you when we get back. Yep. Couple weeks. Until then, scrap cat. <laughs> we out. Yeah. This has been Scrapcast. Fuck around and find out.